Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Very good. Glad to hear it. I was just saying to you, you'll be pleased to know that the week after next, we should be back to normal. Yeah. No, because it's it's just very difficult for me at yeah, this time of fine. day. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. I mean, it's been good for you to do it, to be honest. Uh, I know usually I'm late anyway. Right. I get that. Uh, <laughs> I get it. But it's just more difficult for me to be late. Actually, he has no good this, reason now. He has at good this reason. time. At this time. Yeah. 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 You sound actually a lot better than normal. Your voice. Yeah, have you got something new? I have got something new. Oh, have you got a have you got a yeti? I do have a yeti. Yeah, you can tell. It's It's very yeti kind of mic. It's a blue yeti. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice micro. I've even got like a little arm for it that attaches to the desk and a pop shield and everything, Stu. You'd be proud. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of getting that for my blue. Uh, ice and see if that makes a difference because I think it probably, snowball. yeah I mean snowball yeah. yeah it's blue snowball ice it is so hopefully and, I, and then I'll give that another world but got, I just haven't got well, I was just thinking because you know we, we, we do this every week and I wasn't yeah. happy with the new microphone that I had that I bought about six months ago so I thought fuck it I'm just going to put some money down because we, we need to sound good we do what? I'm we sorry do. say it again I can't hear you exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh dude this is my jam when it's snowing out Let me know when you want to start the show. Wow, nice. I like it. Nice, smooth groove. I like yeah, that. Dude. That was I very smooth. It was smooth. I liked it. It's nice. Who sings that? Uh, Donald Fagan, it's called Snowbound. I like it. Smooth like it, it up. Right. Are we ready? Yes. How uh, possibly going? Sure, why not? We have six people in the in the chat thing. Wow, that's a lot. Turn this down. Do a city of light. So are we ready? We're ready. We're rolling. We want Jelly Willy. We want Jelly Willy. All right, audience. You've waited for it. Here it comes. Other kids in Springfield are SOB. It's the veteran gamers. It's the veteran gamers. It's the veteran gamers. Other kids in Springfield are SOB. Switch that console off before you have to press repeat, yo. The interest. Ah, uh, you see, I was waiting. I was waiting. I know you it. were waiting, and I was trying not to step on you. I wanted it to be at the end of the song, but it didn't play right. I got some tech problems going on. I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to show 264 
of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 264. Yeah, I'm Stu. I'm Duke. <laughs> and I'm Chinny. Hey! Yeah, we got yeah, it! Work, work this place. That's because we're wow. professionals. Impressive stuff, I have to say. That's the first time we've ever done it like that, huh? Like, yeah. right on point? I've got to say, Ch- Chini sounds different. What's going he on? Sounds, sounds kind of, uh, I don't know. How sexy! Sexy! That's what it sounds like. Why is this I not think this point? week is the week that, that, I, that I become a man, you see. It's all happened. It's like his It's like his voice is broken on the podcast, isn't it? That's that's kind of what it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's all deep. It's like, it's like now it's fixed. Yeah, for one second there I thought Barry White was hanging around the podcast it's for a true. minute. It's true. Uh, the, the the amount of times people say, Are you Barry White in the street to me is <laughs> just uncanny. It's just really annoying. <laughs> He is, he is like the Wolverhampton Barry White. He looks like White. Barry White, too. That's the other thing people don't know. If you've seen Chinny, you got to know that he looks exactly like Barry White. He is just like him. It is, it is weird when you see him. Because in, in my head, I had this image, you know, before I met him, of this gangly sort of, you know, very tall white guy. And he's not at all. He's, that's, he's a big guy. That's kind of offensive guy. that you would think that, Stu. Because he's I know, nothing I know. like that. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. that is yeah. quite offensive, to be honest. He's a big black guy. And now he sounds like Barry White. He's robust and yeah, uh, yeah. So there you go. Who the know? Now you can hear his voice. Who the know? It ought to be heard. Yeah. Who didn't? You aren't listening true to him, audio like fashion. Good bass response. You're missing out. Stu, what Stu's going to do is he's going to take this podcast and put it on his 26 speakers and just sit in his room and just be like, oh, <laughs> that's Chinny's voice surrounding me while I'm naked. Do you know what I'm impressed with? I'm impressed that you remembered it was 26 speakers. <laughs> hey, I got a good. Um, we call it where you put stuff in your head. Memory, memory. memory. There, you yeah. there, you there you go. Impressive stuff. Um, yeah, my 26 speakers are working still well, you know. So you know everything's good in the world. We're not having you know. Again. I watched a film. It sounds great. What'd you watch? Uh, this week, what we watched? Uh, I watched Interstellar. Oh, yeah, um, right. You told me that, and I said it's, it's, it's a video not, game podcast. People, spoiler. Not, not on that though, because obviously it's not out yet on DVD or out. So obviously, you know, we managed to catch. Uh, an odd showing that's still showing at the at the cinema, yeah, but it's very good. Have you have you just seen this? You know, just let the audience know it it is a video game podcast, so just just bear with us. We have to talk about bollocks for some reason at the start. Well, no, it's just we're just talking stuff, aren't we? It's just just, just like, chit chat, just chit chat. Let's be honest, it's bollocks. Yeah, we, I don't, have we seen, don't. I have seen Interstellar, Stu. Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, I was I was telling Duke it doesn't twist your noodle too much. I didn't think. Okay. What did well, you we can think? have a debate. We can have a debate about that another time, I yeah, suppose. But, yeah. Well, we can't do it because be... I'm here because I'll strangle you. Yeah, because he's not seen it yet, so he doesn't want spoilers and all that kind of stuff. Getting... I'll tell you what we did watch on the TVs though. I, we watched the final uh, finale of the Leftovers, um, which I thought was very good. I've got to say, I've got to give some props to that show. It was, uh, it was quite shocking. I've got to say, the ending was a bit it shocking. Is... Yeah. No, no idea. What I don't know. No, no. I have, I have, I think I've told you about this. It's, it's by the you creator have, of Lost. To be honest. It's, it's by Lost, the same guy who did Lost. Too. Yeah, I know. It's by the same guy who did Lost, and basically, I think I can't remember. It's two or three percent of the world's population just disappears in an instant moment. Everybody goes. Um, and basically, 
I know. And basically, what what happens is it's it's totally random. So there's no rhyme or reason to who disappears. There's just two, you know, two or three percent of the world's population just disappears all at the same time. Um, but it's not about the people who disappear. The actual show set three years after the event. And it's kind of what happens to the people that are left behind. Where are they now? Well, no, you see, that's the whole thing. And he said this from the outset. You're never going to find out where they've got. Where are the people who are left behind now? Yeah, what's happened to them and what's happening with them and how are they coping with the fact that, you know, maybe the loved ones disappeared or the kids have disappeared or, you know, and it's kind of cool. And What if your dog just vanished? That'd be crazy. Yeah, well, what's kind of cool in the show, what's kind of cool in the show, they have loads of stray dogs that obviously owners have disappeared, so there's just like wild packs of dogs roaming the streets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's just, it's a, it's a cool show, I liked it. It's very depressing, it's not, a, it's not a nice show to watch. You know, there's, there's no happiness, it's very bleak. It's yeah. very bleak, but... But he said from the outset, he said, you know, don't be expecting to find out what happened to everybody. Don't be expecting to have some conclusion as to where they went or why they went. He said, because that's not what the show is and you're never going to find out. It's just about the that people. Tells who me, are... That basically says to me that you can't think of a good reason. Well, you don't need one, do you? It's just a catalyst. You don't need for... one if you, tell you, if you say you're not going to do it. <laughs> no, I guess. But it's kind of just a catalyst for, for sort of... You know, having the the storylines of the people left behind, I guess. So it's very good anyway. I really liked it. So uh, a recommendation, stew recommendation there. Watch watch the leftovers. It's good. It is good. Um, so what, have you guys been watching anything new recently? <laughs> yes, we watched two movies this weekend. Both of them I hated. Uh, Tree oh, of God. Life. Uh, Duchess rented that, and we both agree that it wasn't great. And then we watched The Master which Tree of Life has Brad Pitt and Sean Penn in it, and they're awesome. They do give great performances, but the movie's not good. And then The Master stars Philip Seymour Hoffman in one of his last roles and also has Joaquin Phoenix, and both of them are amazing. They do a great job. But again, I hated that movie. The Duchess kind of liked The Master, so whatever. But I didn't like it. So anyway, that's it. Yeah, no, I mean, that that sounds like maybe we'll not bother. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like watching movies I've seen before, but the Duchess is always like, we should watch something new, we should watch something new. And then we watch stuff, and I'm mad, and I'm like, I didn't get to watch any movie I wanted to see this weekend. Bah. That is quite funny. I'm I'm kind of with the Duchess on this. I Well, you know I like new and shiny stuff anyway, so I much prefer to watch something new than watch something I, Don't get me wrong, I don't mind watching stuff I've seen before, and I did, I've watched nearly all of the um, Hobbit cut-down three-hour version. Uh and it's good. It is good. It's interesting. You know, that the, the, the stuff that is gone is just unbelievable. Like, for instance, right, uh, have, you seen, have you seen all the Hobbit films, Duke? Have you seen these? I haven't seen the third one, but I saw the first two. Okay. Well, you know the scene where the, they're up the tree uh, and all the, all the sort of, you know, the big beast things are, are trying to get them down from the trees and then it all falls off the air. At the end of the second one, you know, and they get carried away by the eagles and all that kind of stuff. Now the giant eagles. Why didn't they just carry them right yeah, yeah, no, well, that, well, you know he has the fight with the big white orc and everything. Yes. All gone. None of that's in. Wow. And they've taken all the white orc stuff out, pretty much. There's no white I orc think. stuff at all. Here's a question. In this edit, do the eagles just drop them off at the fucking mountain like they should have done? There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Later. Exactly that. There's none of that There's none of that sort of, you know, where it, where it drops them. Because, obviously, you can't see him injured because the fight doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, the fight with the white orc. So you don't get to see him injured at all and then it just sort of cuts to them 
um, going, you know, the big beast guy, uh, you know, the guy with, like who's the shape changer, who they go to, they like break into his oh, house. Oh, yeah, like the that. wolf dude. It, it, it basically it shows the eagles flying off with him, and then the next scene is them arriving at his house or whatever. But why didn't the eagles just drop him off at the mountain? Well, they can't because he didn't film that, did they? Yeah, but like, so they can't. Well, he can't put well, stuff in that. Question, wasn't just do not, like a hand puppet with an eagle. Ah! Yeah, yeah. No, 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 Stu, just shut up about the stupid cut film, right? <laughs> I'm talking about Peter Jackson, right? Oh why yeah, did, yeah. Why yeah. didn't he just like say, "All right, we're eagles, right? We're like eagles, are like the badasses of Lord of the Rings. They they do everything and save everyone. Why didn't they just go? Oh, do you want to live to the mountain? That'll take us five minutes to do. We'll drop you off." You know, it's no I, know. I, I always thought that, and it was kind of funny. At the you know, at the end of the final film, yeah, they come when and he's going like, fuck everything up. Yeah, take him home. But why didn't you just come and take him home though? Why did he suddenly on horses oh. to go? He has to walk all the way home again. It's like yeah, no, the Eagles basically, could just take you home. The Eagles, <laughs> video games. The Eagles in Lord of the Rings are dicks. They just come do what they want and leave. They do. The Eagles. This is my freaking cat. Eagles. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna book the trend this week. <gasps> I am gonna book the trend this it week. It is the Stu- uh, it is the Stuart show. You can do what you want because it's a Stu show. I can do what the fuck I want, right? It's so time. it's story 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 time. So no, I'm not gonna tell a story. I'm just gonna start talking about what I've been playing this week. The first game I'm going to talk about, because last week, you know, I said I played Ollie Ollie, yeah. right? And I thought, freak me, I'm never going to get my head around you these controls. You suck at it, and you will always suck at it. Yeah, it's not kind of true anymore. And that that game has become my digital crack. Um, I just cannot stop playing it. I just can't stop playing it, right? And I'm obsessed, right? There's one particular level uh, that Chris MJW has got 102,000 on, right? And I am desperately trying to beat his score, right? And I'm on 98,000 is the highest I've got. I'm literally 4,000. And that's like just one not perfect landing or something like that. You know what I mean? And I am just like, oh, my God, I've got to do this. You can and You know, like Flappy Bird, right? Yeah. And, and you know, like, it was just that instant just restart oh, again. Trials, isn't it? Yeah, and trial. It's it's like that, and it's kind of funny because the moment I do a bad landing or I don't pull off a good trick, I just restart. I don't even bother with the rest of the level. It's just it's got to the point now where I am trying to get that perfect run through the level, and 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 they do like a daily challenge, which is really cool. So every day you get a new challenge like uh, run to do. And you can practice it as much as you like. So there's like a practice mode on it. And you can do it over and over and over and over as many times as you like. And then, But then when you do it for real, you get one go and that's kind of it. And I did one of those and I got 74th on the, like in the world, like 74th on it. Right, which is like, how cool is this? I'm 74th on the daily challenge. So that was really nice. So I took a screenshot and everything just to prove that I actually did it to myself. To myself. Um, and then there was, like, the following day, I did another one. 
right? And I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it, right? And I did it, and I did a couple of really good practice runs. I'm like, I'm going to get a big score here. And, and I crapped out on the very first thing, and I got something like 64. <laughs> and it's like, shit. Nice. <laughs> um, and it was a really nice one because it was just one massive long grind. So it was just grind after grind after grind. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really getting the hang of this now. And how, how much it. is now, it on the, uh, on, the, on the stores? On the, on the it was half Melbourne, price, yeah. you see. It was half price when I bought it. I think it's usually about seven quid. So for people uh, that I don't I... know, this is this is a uh, a skateboarding two D skateboarding game, and yep. um, from looking at the screenshots, I'm uh, I, I don't really know how you control it, Stu. So how right. do you control? I'll it? explain. I'll explain. It's a lot like skate. It's a lot like skate in the way you control. So basically, you, the only thing you use, right? Well, you use actually you do use some other buttons, but the only the main thing you use is your left analog stick. Right, and and so this is on the Vita. Yeah, on the, and it's on PS4, uh, which I'll come to in a minute because that was kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, so basically you you hold the left. So when you want to do a trick, you you can start off in a number of positions. So you can start off like down on the left analog stick, and then it's where you do your motion to. So if you do it like circle quarter of the way um to the right then you pull off a trick if you do it halfway like 180 degrees to the top you pull off a different trick if you do it three quarters of the way around you pull off another one if you do it all the way around the like, full 360 you pull off a different so each sort of 45 degrees is a different trick right does that kind of make sense or 90 degrees sorry each 90 degrees is a different okay. trick. Okay. Yep. you're grinding on things and yeah so then, then what you've got to think about then, then there's different ways of grinding. So uh-huh. when you're in the air and you come to do a grind, right? If you do, if you pull down, back grind. Yeah, you, grind. Each, yeah. Just before you hit the thing you're grinding, you have to either go. You have to go down, left, right, or up, and each one of those does a different grind. But you have to get the timing perfect. So. You've got to get the time. So as he's about to land on the thing he's grinding on, you know when it goes green, like you'll see well, it occasionally. Green, or the, the score goes green, you mean? Yeah, the score goes green, that's like a perfect landing, okay? If it goes green when he's not done any perfect grinds on the, on the video that's being shown at the moment, um, when you do a perfect grind, the same thing happens. You get like a green streak underneath your skateboard as he's grinding along. And you get, obviously, the, the better the landing, the more points you get. And I've also found as well, which I did, the more you let the analog stick flick, the higher he jumps off the stuff you're grinding on. So that's it. It's there's lots of little. There's a lot of depth to the game, and obviously, depend. And if you do the same trick over and over, you don't. You get. You gradually get less and less score. So between all your different grinds, you have to do different tricks to get the highest scores. So there's a lot to think about whilst you're playing this game. You can do it. But, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I just can't stop playing the game. And they've just announced two as well. They've just announced Oli Oli 2, which just looks totally crazy. The, by the way, people in the chat are saying that yeah, it's a good game once you get used to it, which is your problem, Stu, basically. You just wasn't yes. used to it last week. No, I'd only played it a little bit, and I was even struggling with the tutorial. But now, like, it's I'm finding it very easy. And I think the, the, the master. I'm not quite. The one thing I'm still struggling with, which I didn't mention, is if you the shoulder buttons allow you to do other variations of the tricks you do. 
So if you hold the like the right or left shoulder in, and each side does something different before you put, do the trick, you'll do something different. You'll do like a reverse version of it. And also, if you hold it in during the air, you'll spin. And obviously that gives you more points again, but frick me, that is really hard to do and land because you're then thinking about holding in your shoulder button, doing whatever motion you do to do whatever trick you want to do, and then you've still got to try and land it perfectly by pre- and you've got to press X when you land it as well, so that's the other thing you've got to do. So there's a there's a lot going on. There's a massive amount of stuff going on. Uh, but there's tons of variation. I mean, and, and it's so, when you pull off what you think is like a kind of a perfect run, it feels so good. You know, you just feel brilliant. You're like, frick me, I just like hit every single grind really well. I did a really cool trick in between each one and I got a really great score. I mean, I d- I've just done like one of the later levels and I got some, I broke the 100,000 mark for the first time. And I was like, brilliant. And then what they also do, there's so much depth to this game, right? They have each, each level has five challenges to complete. So it could be uh, get a multiplier worth 40,000 points, um, be, make 70,000 points completing the level. When you complete all those challenges, it then opens a pro level. So you have like the amateur level, which is the one you're doing. If you do all five challenges, then you open the pro level, which is underneath. And obviously, when you do the pro level, it's again got a lot. It's the same level, but with lots of added other stuff. This reminds me of something that a lot of people won't be familiar with, but I'm going to play the sound effect because some people will get this. Oh, man, what a classic game. Did y'all ever play that? 720? No. Oh, so good. Can't say as I did. But yeah, but anyway, coming to the PS4, what was kind of funny was I thought, well, you know, with a bigger analog stick and stuff, it's probably easier to play on the PS4 than it is the Vita. You'd think that, wouldn't you? You know, because you've got a proper controller and all that kind of stuff. But it's not. What I I found was I found it more difficult to play on the PS4 than I did on the Vita, which was really weird. Stu, remember before the show, I said I have to go for five, ten minutes. You did? This is that moment. Okay, that's fine. So I'm going to leave the stream going. It's on the uh, Veteran Gamers podcast screen. And I will be back. I have to go. But all will be fine. All right, we'll just oh. sing a little bit while you're gone. It's okay. We'll... No, we'll actually... I always love you. No, I think we'll okay. just actually carry on because it's right. going to be a, a All right. minutes. I'll be back in five we'll or ten carry... minutes. Okay, we'll speak, we'll speak to you in a little bit. Bye. All right. Um, so, yeah, when I played it on the PS4, I expected to get even better and higher scores. I didn't. Why is it harder to play on the PS4? I don't know. I just I, it feels like it's really weird, but the timing of when you press X to land and the pull down on the analog stick seems different. Mm. It feels like it's at a different point than it is on the on the Vita. I don't know. The Vita just feels more responsive somehow. Mm. It just it just feels more responsive. I don't know. It's just it's just. I wonder weird. if it's because it's a smaller screen and there's less to render. I don't know whether I don't know whether it's just because the buttons have less. You don't have to press them in as much. Do you know what yeah, I mean? The, the, the sort of, I don't know. It just feels easier to play on the Vita, so I, got, I just went straight back to playing it on the Vita and, and didn't bother with the, uh, didn't bother. You know, it's it's kind of, I don't know. But yeah, I'm absolutely loving it, and I just cannot stop playing it. So it's absolutely great. So I love that. Um, I've also I I decided I didn't read any reviews, so I was a bit brave. I've got to say. Um, but I kind of, you know, saw that Life is Strange was released on Friday, and I went both feet first and just bought the season pass, and that was kind of it. I just did it. Yeah, huh? I just 
And I like it, but I don't love it yet. Mm. I like it. I think it, it, it's interesting, really, because there's That's quite a lot. I've of seen that. this. For those who don't know, what kind of game is it? Uh, it's it's very much like a Walking Dead Telltale game. Very much like that. It's it's by the same developers who did Remember Me, which was like it was okay. It was a bit flawed. It didn't. It wasn't as brilliant as like a third person action game, so uh, which was came into that. It was set in Neo Paris. Uh, remember me but it's by the same developers and it's it, but it's a completely different type of game and it's basically set in a school so you play in a schoolgirl who one day discovers she can turn back time basically is the premise of the game right, right. and it's it's i think some of it's been lost in translation to an extent because i think it's a french developer and i think the translation of the dialogue probably isn't as great as it could have been ah uh, some of the dialogue's really, really well written. So some of it I was very impressed with. Some of it, not so much. Some of it's a bit cheesy and it doesn't quite work as well as it could. Some of the voice acting, again, is excellent. Some yeah, of the voice acting... Thing, man. It looks like they spent a lot of time on the graphics, but the story and the... Vo- you know, if it's not as great, like that's a letdown. Yeah, it's, it, don't get me wrong, right? Uh, graphically, there's, and there's some lip-syncing issues, which is a bit of a problem. So... It, it doesn't look as great as it could do when you're playing it, and it yeah. does take you out of it a little bit. Uh, but what they've done brilliantly well is build some very memorable characters in the first episode. Yep. You know, and, and one particular character, there's a kind of a mean girl called Victoria, uh-huh. and, and she's a standout. I mean, she is a bitch. Yeah. You know, and, and plays it very, you know, the dialogue written for her and the way that it's acted is really well done. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm at the moment, I'm impressed. I'm not blown away by it, but it's a it's a very intriguing setup. Um, the actual story itself is is very well written again, and one of the brilliant. It's kind of like it reminded me of if Donnie Darko was a video game. That does not make me want to play it. Uh, and it's it's got some Alan Wake-ish type stuff going on, and it's kind of got a bit of a mix of of sort of. Um, it's it's just kind of a bit of a mishmash of all sorts of pop culture stuff. Yes. Uh, so it's a bit mysterious, and there's something crazy going down, but you're not really sure what it is. And she can, and it's quite shocking. There's some quite well. There was like the, one of the early scenes in the game. Sort of, I was a bit wow. I didn't see that happening. That was kind of interesting. And again, really well acted. Yeah. Uh, so so far, I've I've been kind of impressed, and there's some great. Um, references to stuff which was like for instance one of the characters called warren g warren which g. Warren g yeah. ah, <laughs> so there's lots of pop culture references in the game and there's probably quite a few i've missed you laid on. uh and there was there was one brilliant one which i'm not going to spoil or mention but like you go to the girl's dormitory and there's something cool there, but it's it's again in the in the style of Telltale games. If you do something, it'll have some sort of a you know effect on the game later, uh-huh. and it'll tell you that it's gonna do that. It'll sort of say when you do something, it'll say this is gonna have some repercussions later in the game. It'll kind of uh, inform you that what you've done something's going to happen as a as a consequence and some of them were quite trivial things which hang was on, kind hang of on, you got to hear this these girls peeping me i'm all glad and swear these looking so hard they straight hit the curve want to bigger better things than some horny tricks i see my homie and some suckers all in his mix oh yeah regular yeah 
But yeah, there's there's sort of quite a lot of pop culture references. It's 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 kind of, quite sort of I don't know what the, what the word is for it, but it's kind of there's lots of nods to stuff. There's a lot of nods to to other other oh, stuff. That's a good thing. But it also feels like, and one of the one of the cool things for me is it, it feels like they've made a game they wanted to make. Well, all right. Do you know? Does that make sense? It's sort of like it doesn't feel like a publisher's gone. This is what I want you to do, and and, and we know that because obviously they went to a lot of publishers before Square Enix went. No, we're happy with you know female leads and whatever you've done. Just, just we'll just publish it for you. Yeah. Uh, and I love that about it. It does feel like that. It feels like a game they've put a lot of time and effort into. Yeah. To make good, uh, the first episode lasted about an hour and three quarters, two hours. So it wasn't terribly long there's no very taxing puzzles in it there's nothing you know obviously you've got the like the main mechanic is you can rewind time by about three or four minutes of the game right uh, so that and then you can do something different what's kind of cool about it is you can you, you pick dialogue choices uh-huh so you can see what happens then you can rewind time and pick the other choice if you want to see what the other option was right and it allows you to do that. It's quite the game's quite happy with you seeing everything but in a way. It, I mean, is that, does that feel cheap at all? It's like, does that mean that the decisions are, matter less to you? No. And, and what's quite what was quite cool. And again, at the end, it does the the you know telltale percentage of players did this, you did this. You know, the the right. pivotal moments of the game. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's quite adult in theme, which I was kind of impressed with because for a, I thought maybe Millie would be able to like this and play it. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's about a teenage girl in school, but there's quite a lot of swearing. There's there's drug use. There's there's stuff going on that's quite adult in theme. Yeah. Uh, which I probably wouldn't be as comfortable with Millie uh, playing as as probably I could be. Uh, but the next episode's due in March, so it's not a terrible like, amount of time to wait for the next episode to come out. Yeah. Um, and I'm good. It's good. I I can definitely recommend people play it. You know, I feel confident uh, that people would would kind of like this game. Yeah. So I played that, right, and then I got to thinking, I remembered a game I heard about quite a while ago, and I thought, do you know what, I've not played a WAS game for ages, right. you know, what I consider a true WAS game, Yeah. you know, uh, and for anyone who's new to the show or not heard before, you know, a WAS game is weird and shit, right, right? Um, but this is more of a, of a, a, a WAG game, this is more weird and good, yeah. Uh, and and well, it's called. Judge of that. What's it called? It's called Three Fourths Home. Have you have you heard of this? I don't know, but I think developers need to stop putting home in the title of their games because it's getting too crowded, too hard to remember it's... which is which. Yeah, uh, Three Fourths Home, and it's a very interesting experience. And I actually think you'd like it, Duke. I think okay. it'd be something you'd like. It only lasts for about thirty minutes tops. Could be less than that if I'm being honest. It's probably possibly less, about 30 minutes at the very top. Yeah. Uh, and it was only £2, so it was fairly cheap. It's about, I think it's about $3, 3 or $4. Yeah. So it's not a huge, huge uh, input. Uh, it's very basic to look at, and it's basically uh, you're a daughter. The game starts, you're a daughter, you're driving a car through Nebraska, okay, through the cornfields, and there's a storm. And that's kind of it. And it's very basic, black and white graphics oh, uh, uh, with a car. And then at the bottom of the screen is a text-like area. 
So it's, the screen's split. It's like completely in half. The top half is the car in the in the cornfield, and there's only you can only use well, you only really use one button, okay. uh, which is like a drive forward button. So you just press and hold that down, okay. But the, nothing will progress in the game unless you're driving. So nothing else happens. And then the only other buttons you got, you can you can control the lights on and off on the car. You can control the windscreen wipers with another button, and you've got a horn. And that's it. Yeah, you can honk the horn. Um, and then the bottom half of the screen right says text, so you have to use the arrow keys for the text. And basically with the arrow keys, you, you use up and down to obviously choose, and then the space bar to choose your, your text choice. Okay. Is, is, am I selling this to you so far? Not really. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. It doesn't sound great. Well, it is. It is great. I mean, I'm glad you like it. I just. Mm. Well, let me tell you what. The, you've not heard the premise yet. Okay. So basically, you're driving home to the house where you live. Okay. In a storm, and at the same time, having a mobile phone conversation with your family. Okay. Now the conversation you're having is pretty edgy stuff right so shit's gone down in your family life and basically you kind of as you're driving along having your conversation starts with your mum but then you get sort of passed to other family members for reasons which i'll not say right because there's obviously stuff that happens whilst you're playing the game and you basically it's kind of a really emotional journey really it was kind of touching it was kind of a bit um it kind of hit some nerves yeah because some of the conversation you're having it was hard to have and some of the dialogue choices you're given were hard to choose okay does that does that make sense it, it was it's uh mm-hmm. and it's really really well written okay good and i and i felt like that person you know having to make that you know and i was kind of you know when you said you put yourself in someone's shoes when you're playing a game? Yeah. That's kind of what it was like. I was choosing as I thought she would choose, what she would choose to say. Yeah. And it's really, really good. I can I can only recommend it, you know, to, to play. If you want something that's going to, you know, hit some emotional nerves and sort of make you think about stuff, this game kind of does that. All right. Well, that makes me really... happy. And, I, you know, I hope it lives up to your promotion of it, but... I'm just always nervous about that sort of thing because some games yeah. promise that and deliver it, and a bunch of games promise it and don't deliver it. So, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. This is not this is not a game for everyone. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people take a look at the ground, and you've got to read because obviously everything. Well, yeah, no, I figured that. So you've got to read everything. There's no, but and it's also got an. Oh, oh the other thing I've forgotten about: you can turn the radio on and off, and it has an awesome soundtrack. Uh, and you get that free with the game and it, to be honest with you it's worth buying the game for the soundtrack alone well, that's uh, and I think it's a guy called Neutrino oh. Neutrino does the soundtrack All right. uh, and it's really really good electronic music it's a, it's a really and it's quite varied as well so all the time you're having this conversation the radio is kind of and, and the way they've done the sound it sounds like it's far away mm-hmm. you know the radio sounds like it's far away and it's it's just cool and the even the sound effects for the storm are brilliant yeah uh but great i can i can only recommend it. if you want to play something that is totally different to anything else you've played i can uh i can only recommend it so it's really really good uh what else have we been playing yes uh grim fandango also released oh, this week snap yeah the remastered edition of grim fandango and it's it's as great as i remember it being oh yeah now when did this first come out 
Oh, Jesus, it's probably about 1998, 2000-ish. All right. It's probably about 1998, 1999, I would have thought. 98, yep, October 30th, 1998. Shit, that was so... I didn't know that. with your awesome guesswork. That is cool, because I, I honestly didn't know that. I haven't looked it up or anything. I just, uh, you know, I got it, you see. My, my, my wife actually purchased this game for me, and she had to go everywhere to find a copy. Yeah. It took her forever to find it. Um, and I played it on, on a Windows 95 computer. Huh. Well, here, it's yeah. interesting, because the Wikipedia lead says, the game was considered a commercial failure and factored into LucasArts' termination of their adventure game development, contributing to the decline of the adventure game genre. Now, there is a note that says citation needed, but I think it's interesting that someone sort of put that up there. I think what's kind of interesting about it is I've, I've got it somewhere, and I had the booklet. I was trying to find the booklet so I could take a picture and go, because right, what it doesn't do is hold your hand at all. Yeah. I mean, if you've, if you've never played this game before, you're in a lot of trouble right. because it, it doesn't even tell you the controls. Yeah. This game. The, the, the only thing it tells you when you start playing the game is it says, this game does not auto-save. Ensure you save the game or you'll lose all your progress. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what it does. Yeah. The, it's, it's manual saves only. There is no auto-saving. Um, and and it's, well, it's great. it doesn't tell you any of the controls. It doesn't tell you what you're supposed See, to be doing. That now. It's just like, oh, what's going on if it doesn't have it? Yeah, yeah. There's there's no uh, there's no tutorial. There there is nothing. It, it just the basically the game just starts and you just have to get on with it. And uh, you have to work it's your way less, around. It was sorry. Say again. It sold ha- less than half a million units apparently. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm assuming that's why Case found it so difficult to find anywhere. Uh-huh. Guess so. I wonder if it's worth. I bet it's worth a bit of money, you know, original PC version. Of it. But you can't. Obviously, it won't run on anything now unless it's a Windows. I think ninety five, ninety eight. It'll run on, right. and then anything after that, it won't even run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It, it. It's. It's still a good game. But by God, some of those puzzles are so ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you you sort of. I'm playing it now, and I'm thinking, frig me. How? I mean, obviously, I re- luckily I remember the solutions to quite a few of the puzzles. I would hope so from playing it back in the day but you know when you're just thinking oh my god someone new to this would have would be and it's so subtle in the way it sort of tells you what you need to do next you know there is nothing there's nothing spelled out at all you're just sort of like oh yeah how do i how do i go and do that now i don't know what i'm supposed to do you know even i was stumped a couple of times thinking shit i can't remember what i did at this point what what do i have to do next um I know, I know. And I did think, but I haven't figured it out yet. I thought you, was a- you were able to switch between the original graphics and the new ones because it does look good, you know. And it's kind of funny because it's still in 4 to 3. You know, it's not in widescreen on your TV. It's, in, it's still in the normal telly shape. that remastered. No, no. They've, they've almost, it just seems to be just, there's lots of anti-aliasing, I always think it's aliasing. But anyway, I... Uh, there's lots of smoother edges. That's what they kind of have done. And there's lots of nice lighting. The, the lighting's a lot better. Everything just doesn't look as clunky. You know, it just looks good. But as well, it's even the way you move. And it took me a while to figure out there was a sprint button. Because I'm thinking, frig me. Because there's some big areas that you have to walk across. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's taking forever to get to where I need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I realized, I think it's the left shoulder button allows you to sprint. Or it's either left or right shoulder button allows you to sprint. Um, but it's good. It is really, really good, but God, God damn, some people are going to struggle with this game, I would think. 
um, because it's tough. It is tough. I mean, I think it was kind of interesting. The original Monkey Island, there were some some crazy, there were some crazy sort of puzzles in Monkey Island, but none of them were too out there. So you kind of it kind of followed on as well. So you kind of got an idea of what you had to do next. I think in by the time they got to Grim Fandango, I think they got to the point where they felt they had to make puzzles more and more complex well, and I'm more sure, and because more because the reviews of other games were probably like oh puzzles are too easy yeah and more and more difficult and ingenious you know what i mean and i and i felt that playing it i feel like they you know sort of went to town to make some of the puzzles as crazy as possible and some are really out there there are some that are really out there. Uh, just for anyone who's listening who's wondering where Chinny is, he is here, uh, but he's had to step out for 10 minutes, so Shut he up. will be back shortly. Oh, bloody hell, how about that? How weird and that? I, Look at that. I will always love you. Oh, that's nice, Jude. Oh, Pretty thank God. Nice. Stop singing now. Yeah. Oh, Jude, uh, Jude. Chinny, can you do me a favor? Yes. No. Can you, can you, can you possibly, for, for Duke's benefit... Stream some uh, three fourths home. Uh, three fourths home. Home written as well, so it's not the le- it's not like the numbers. It's actually written as three fourths home. All right. So uh, just so he gets an idea. Like, it's it's it's, when, uh, it's letter, the, what, the numbers are spelled out in letters. From now on, honey, we'll be spelling everything out with letters. There you go. It's um, it's it's my was game that you know it's the first proper was game I played in ages and it's it's pretty good. I was really really impressed with it. Don't play too much though because there'll be spoilers. Because uh, it's not a very long game. You, if you played it for long enough, you just play the whole game in sort of twenty minutes. <laughs> so yeah, just be careful yeah, with that. But no, it's I just I think just, this this video is the whole playthrough because it's fifty seven minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take. Is it that long? It didn't take. I'm sure it wasn't that long for me to play it. I thought it was, maybe it was maybe it wasn't that long. Have you thought about that? No, no. Well, there's lots of reading. There's lots of reading to do. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely give Grim Fandango uh, a check out. If you've never played it before, give it a whirl. If you if you've not really accustomed to playing point and click adventure games, you're gonna have a bit of a learning curve to get your head around. Uh, but it's it's interesting. It's 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 still as funny. Some of the dialogue and the voice acting is just excellent. Do you know what I mean? You forget how good the voice acting was in that game. So, yeah, so give that a whirl. Uh, and the last thing I've been playing this week is more and more Zen Pinball on the Vita. I'm still playing loads of that as well. So, I know, I've got kind of two score attack games on the Vita, and I just can't stop playing either of them, which is Zen Pinball and Oli Oli. Uh, and, and a shout-out to Hawkson, because I didn't realise, um, again, the cross-buy thing works. So if you, if you download Zen Pinball on the PS4, you can download the tables you purchased on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that. I haven't done it just yet, but I am going to be doing that. So there you go. That's that's kind of it for me this week. Um, yeah, and the, the, they're all pretty good. So um, up to you, uh, Duke, I guess. Next, let's go to you. Well, I, I had today, right before the show began, I had the most riveting, thrilling, heart-stopping game of Dota 2 ever. Uh, I was playing with my man, Dayton Hardman. Yeah, what, what? And we lost. Like, the enemy was at the gates. They were in our base. Not, like, the home base, but, you know, they were knocking down our barracks. And I typed good game because I figured, well, it's over. And then we managed to kill a couple of them in that moment. And then we pushed back, and we got some more kills. And I got some kills. 
as the Drow Ranger, I started off playing pretty stupid because I was chasing gangs instead of sticking and moving like you're supposed to. And the Death Prophet was really kicking my ass in the early game. And I was just like, I can't do anything. And yeah, so, but we came back and we won it. And it was th- so thrilling because the one dude was like, on our team said, it's not over. We could still win this. And I'm like, no, we're not going to win it. It's over. We should just, you know, let's just make it quick. But then we won, and I was like, yeah! And you know what? That is, There's no feeling I've ever had in a video game quite like the feeling of winning a Dota 2 match that I was convinced that we already lost. Well, you've not played Halo Wars, have you? I, I haven't. Um, yeah, but it, it'll be a, I have played almost. strategy, and it's not the same thing. So Yeah, but it'll be the same feeling. It might be the same feeling. And you know what? I haven't played real-time strategy against humans, so that's probably the difference. But, to be, you know, to be honest, I, it is very similar. Though. What you're describing, you know, when you that feeling of, oh, my God, we've lost, you know, and, it, and it's yeah. still ongoing. You're still sort of moving. Things are happening, and you think, oh, oh I'm yeah. not going to win this, and then you pull it back. That is, that yeah. is definitely what happens in Halo Wars. It's that crazy. feeling is probably exactly the same of what you get out of Dota 2 is right. the same feeling I get out of Halo Wars. And it's so cool because, you know, like toward the middle, the late middle game, you know, there were, I figured out what I was doing wrong, and I realized how to start doing it right, and, like, I would stun an enemy – and then run away, and then realize that all my teammates were going after that enemy, and I was like, "Yes, we can get this guy!" And it was, just, and we made it happen. And I was just like, "Yes, we got him!" And it was just so rewarding. And that's the thing about that game is that even if you lose, you can still get a good kill here and there, and it's just so rewarding. So, um, yeah, Dota 2, I'm more in love with it than ever every time I play. And the crazy thing is I always play the same person these days. I'm always the Drow Ranger. And most people switch up their heroes. They get bored with one person, so they go for this guy. They play as the Bloodseeker. They play as the Life Stealer. They play as Pudge. And I'm just like, nope, Drow Ranger, Drow Ranger. Sometimes I'll switch it up and be Zeus, but for the most part, Drow Ranger. So, yeah, it's uh, and 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 the other thing is that I played a ranked game yesterday and we got stomped hard and I was just in such a bad mood. I was like, man, this sucks. And then I had a little bit of time and I was like, you know what? I'll play a bot match because it's much less pressure. You play with other humans against robots and we just owned them. And it was it was exactly what I wanted. It was such a good feeling and I was like, yeah, take that, you stupid robots. And uh, yeah, so I just got to remember. It's, it's got to be more satisfying with against real people, though. Yeah, of course it are. is, but it's not that much more satisfying. I mean, it is more satisfying. There's no doubt about it. But you know, I think in some ways there's a little bit of Schadenfreude when people go after humans because they're like, "Yeah, that I ruined that person's day." What? Now, that yeah, but said, there's, there's a certain amount of that. But also, I was going to say, but also. Sometimes I guess it's just nice to have an easier match against bots, so, you know, you're kind of going to win. Right, of course. (laughs) But I have lost games against bots, because if you have a team that sucks, then you can have a hard time, and it can be frustrating. But, um, yeah. Also, I have an announcement to make. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was waiting. I was going to see if maybe I should wait, but I don't think I should wait. I think I should just go ahead and tell you. Go on, then. I bought a new desk. Ah, oh, I thought it was going to be a new console. Well, here's why I bought the new desk. It's okay. second desk, because I can't throw my Macintosh computer away. I need to have access to it, because it's got my music on it, and I do video editing and sound editing and other stuff. So yeah. I have that second desk to put my Macintosh on. 
Yes. And then, so what's I going on, I you don't mate? Like oh, where oh. this is going? No, I don't like this where this is going. Yeah, no, I do like. You're gonna say I'm buying a PC this week. I'm buying a new gaming PC. Oh, I knew it did happen. And you know what tipped the scale? Because I was actually thinking, I was in the communist game shop looking at their Xbox One, three hundred and fifty dollars, and I was like, I could just get it right now. I'd have it in my hands today. It's like two hundred dollars less than the gaming PC. And I wouldn't have to worry in two years if games will run on it. I know that they'll yeah. run on it. Yeah. But I was uh, I came home and I played some Skyrim and it was stuttering and I was like, imagine what Skyrim would be like. Oh on my God! Game. <laughs> the fact that Skyrim was the tipping <laughs> because that's it. That's the only thing that I can play on. You know, Xbox One. That would be different. That's the only new experience. You know, I can play Vanishing of Ethan Carter on a new gaming PC, whatever. I'm not that worked up about that. I can play Fract. I can play The Forest. But I'm not really worried about those things. And I can play Shadow of Mordor and Dragon Age and Quigwigwig on either of them. So those aren't going to tip the scale in either direction. But Skyrim, it made me go, wow. <laughs> Skyrim. I can have the high-def mod. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Look gorgeous. So come on then, tell us tell us about this here PC you're getting then. Where's it from and what are you getting? It's from New Oh, no, sorry guys, I have to leave for another fucking fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh shit! All come right, on. here it is. It's a uh, it's from a company called I Buy Power, and it's a uh, Arc Any Six Two One FX One Desktop PC AMD FX Series Sixty Three Hundred Three Point Five Gigahertz Eight gigabytes of RAM, DDR3, 500 gigabyte hard drive, Windows 8.1, 64-bit. What's well, so, well, graphics card? Come on, this is what we need to know. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? That's kind of the biggest part of a gaming PC is what graphics card it has in it. I can't believe they're boring this conversation. Let me, uh, let me explain something to you. I'm nervous to tell you because I have a feeling that you or someone else is going to go, that yeah. graphics card sucks! Doesn't matter, he, doesn't matter what it is. Dude. No! Doesn't it does what matter it what it is. You're gonna no, go, it it's not it! It's not it! I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not. I'm just interested in because it is kind of the most important part, really. Well, the, 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 the screen is the most important part because you ain't going to see <laughs> shit. Well, you ain't going to see shit unless you've got a decent graphics card. AMD Radeon R7 252 gigabytes. Yeah, that sounds all right. Oh, I'm glad it has your approval. No Thank God. These reviews that put it at four out of five stars from 175 reviews. What is this out of stock bullshit? Damn it. <laughs> You're kidding. God damn it. See similar <laughs> items below. Oh, no. We should have ordered it already. <laughs> Jesus. It was all going so well, and then he got angry. <laughs> Just get an Xbox One. be fine. I know. Just get an Xbox One. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I don't know. I already bought the <laughs> desk. Then. Uh, who knows? Oh, man. Uh, whatever. Maybe just send them an email. Ask them when they'll have it in stock again. Maybe or I'll actually call got... them. Hey, listen. Yeah, do, listen. That. Uh, do that. Listen, listen. I'm going to get something new at some point soon, so whatever. Um, I'll tell you what, though. My prediction, if you remember, I predicted you would get either a gaming PC or an Xbox or a next-generation console at some point this year. I didn't think it'd be this soon. Well, guess what? I I got I forgot that I was going to get paid for my club sponsorships uh, earlier in the year rather than later. So that was There's a nice like little... There's a backhand boost. deal if I haven't heard one before. <laughs> yeah, some disposable income's going on yeah, here. Some <laughs> my giant clubs. Something. I don't know. And no, I'm pleased because I do think that you needed to do it. 
Well, but it was all a matter of money, and now that I got some money, so it's going to happen. All right, Minecraft. Um, I will shout out Danger Russ because he started building with me in the um, New Beginnings server, and Howard, uh, my buddy Howard from Florida, and then there's a guy I met on the Reddit PVE server named Big Pianist. Get it? Is it sounds like? Yeah, something? I, I, I got, it. Sounds like a penis. Right. I got that. Um, he came over to New Beginnings and just took a look around. I don't know if he's going to build with us or not, but. Uh, yeah, they're all on New Beginnings, so maybe they'll be building with us. I know Russ is. Uh, and I made a subway. This is so stupid. I built a cobblestone path from Boss Wave Burrow to Spawn. And so that's, as you, you know, it's a big, long way. And I just wanted people, you know, who come to the server for the first time to say, hey, how do I get to you, Duke? And I can just say, take the cobblestone path. But then somebody <laughs> said, hey, your cobblestone path's going right where I was going to build a city. And so they ripped up my cobblestone path, and they put this, like, dirt road in. But you can't really tell where the road is and where it's just grass. So I was like, that's not going to help people. So then I was like, whatever, take the dirt path. And nobody, I mean, don't, don't forget, nobody's coming in. I don't have to say this to anybody, but I'm always thinking if somebody comes in, I can say take the dirt path or whatever. But so then I thought, oh, I'll just build a subway. And I did. I built a subway. Like, I laid down all the track, and so now – there's a subway going right from spawn to my village. Do you know, do you know what you should have done? What you should have done? Yellow wool. Yellow wool? So be, oh, the yellow, yeah, so be like, yellow brick road, yellow. I see. It would have been – how cool but, would that have been? But the problem is that it goes right through that guy's town, so he couldn't, you know. And yeah, well, even in your subway, you could have had yellow. That would be still cool. do that. It's just I'm not going to. Why don't you get Minecraft, and then you come to our server? <laughs> I was only making a road. I was just making a suggestion know, that would have been cool. That's all. It would be cool to see, but I'm not going to do it, so you have to do it. Okay. Anyway, I'm not doing that, by the way. I, if anybody <laughs> wants to check out Boss Wave Burrow 2.0, uh, come to New Beginnings, which is uh, – if you do a search for New Beginnings Minecraft, you'll find the website. But the uh, server is at mc.newbeginningsmc.com, and you can join up. And uh, me and that other dude – I don't remember his name, but he's playing on New Beginnings, I think, still. He's the one I met like a month afterwards. And then, um, yeah, he uh, – so you can come and – Hang out, and you can build with us at the Boss Wave Burrow, and you can ride my two roller coasters and the one that I made near Spawn. And then on the Reddit PVE server, I just got done with another roller coaster, which I'm calling all my roller coasters. Okay, so here's the thing. Hold on. Hang on to your hats, people. On the New Beginning server, my roller coasters are all called monster names. So the first one I made was the Frankenstein, and the second one that went down into the uh, chasm with all the dark monsters, it's called the Godz- uh, no, the Dracula. And then the one I made near Spawn is called the Godzilla, which those are awesome names for roller coasters. And then over in the Reddit PVE server, I'm calling all my roller coasters after uh, Coen Brothers movies. So the first one I made is called the Big Lebowski, and then the one I just got done making I called Fargo. And along the way, I have these quotes from their movies. So on the Fargo one, one of the signs says, we stop at Pancake's house because that one dude's like, I want pancakes. All right. So that's the story of my awesome Minecraft towns. Come check them out. You are not allowed to say that you have not time for anything anymore. <laughs> no, know, right? you really don't. It's kind of silly. But yeah. people, it's such a good feeling when people ride my roller coasters and like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah. And finally, uh, Stranded Deep updated. You remember last week I was talking about how oh, yes. there weren't enough rocks? Well, I still think you should be able to bash a rock with another rock and break off parts of rocks, but you still can't do that. But they did increase the number of rocks that appear on each island. So now I made a fire spit, and I've been alive for like five 
days, which is awesome. Before, it was like two. That was as long as I lasted. But now I'm up to five days, and they fixed it. Th- it was weird because I put this you know, suggestion out. What about this? And please fix that. And then they fixed it like three days later. And I was like, oh, my God. These developers are awesome. So I hope they keep adding to it and updating it quickly because I was very impressed with the update. And now the raft doesn't disappear in the middle of the ocean. And, yeah, so I've been doing really well in that game and staying alive. And, um, yeah, Stranded Deep, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And, I mean, now it's the thing where it's like it's not too easy, but it's just, you know, you, once you figure out what to do, it's just, okay, get rocks, get wood, go to the next island, assemble a fire pit, roast some crabs, um, you know, get... Over the coconuts. last three years, isn't that what you do in most PC games now? Well, that's, that's what Duke does. Rust, <laughs> can I just mention, can I just mention, Duke, right? Yes. That they, this, can I, can I just remind you, this is an early access game, that's how these things work? No, I know, I'm just saying, they need to keep early accessing it. Well, I think they will. I think it sounds like well, they, they, they will. Know, finish some, it. Doing some games don't. <laughs> yeah. some, some developers get do. I mean, Rust was doing great for like three months, and then they were like, "Ah, eh, we're gonna start all over." And then they kind of started all over, and then like, eh, maybe we'll get to it eventually. And now nobody has any idea what they're doing. So, uh, kind of just just talking of early access, kind of just mention. Go ahead. Uh, I received an email that Prison Architect officially releases in 2015. Wow. <laughs> But to be fair, I mean that. I mean you played this a lot, Chini, don't you? And it, yeah. it is kind of a complete game, isn't it? There's it's, not. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, pretty, there's no glitches. Done, nothing goes. Nothing goes particularly wrong with it when you play it. You know, Apparently it's pretty. There much are a some fully... glitches. There, there, there are things like um, if if the prison gets on fire and they're ha- they're eating, they don't move. They just carry on eating. <laughs> well, you've got to have little, your food, man. Little glitches. Um, and so, and the other thing I need to mention is I have uh, the Monstrum developers. You know, Monstrum, we've met Monster, those guys Monster. a couple of... Yes, sorry. Monstrum. Uh, they've sent another code for us because it has gone into early access. So, ah. Um, ah. so yeah, so that's releasing on Steam like, Early Access. Are you stealing that, Stu? Um, well, I mean, Duke could I'm play it one, if he wants I'm to. I'm the one that's mostly interested. You, you, can't, you can't play it because it's Windows only and you don't have okay. Windows. Racist, racist. I see. Here we go. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, so there you go. So I'll give that a whirl. I haven't had a chance this week, but I will. I will play the. the they've added the the full game. By the way, there's a list of the things that the full game is gonna have, and they're gonna have. Wait a minute. I'll bring up the email. That's probably easiest, isn't it? Just bear probably, with me yeah. one second. Here we go. Oh no, that's a prison architect one that's releasing in 2015. That's not the one I want. That's not the one that I want. Let me have a look. See if I can find it. I'll find it. Anyway, you have you got anything else to talk about, Duke? No, that's it. Right. In that case, Chinny, you will move over to you. And whilst you're talking about what you're talking, I'll see if I can find that email. No, yeah, should I, I want your attention? Oh, here we go. Okay, I've got it. Oh, I've got yes, it. I won't play because nobody's hearing it. <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you shut your face and let me play his theme song? Let's play. Okay, it's go. the game that Chini's played and finished ah. this week. Ah, very nice. Yes, very good. Uh, here we go. Anyway, this, <laughs> this is what it's going to have. 
Uh, it says, cited as one of the horror games to look out for in 2015, Monstrum takes the traditional survival horror formula and remixes it completely. Offering up a challenge to even the hardiest of gamers, combining roguelike elements such as procedurally generated levels and permadeath with horrific AI-driven predators ensures that no attempt to escape this derelict cargo ship will ever be the same twice. Uh, it'll feature, the early access will feature two unique monsters, each with their own tracking methods and hunting styles. Uh, three potential escape routes, each with their own ch- uh, challenges to solve. Uh, four ship sections to navigate through a procedurally generated environment. No ship is ever the same twice. And a variety of distractions, hiding places and tools to aid your survival. Uh, the full release will include three monsters in total, five varied ship sections with their own environment traps and hazards, and Oculus Rift support. So there you go, that's what it's going It's Team Junkfish. We're releasing that, so keep a lookout for that. I mean, we've played it a couple of times. I've played, he gave us a very early sort of alpha build that I played through and I kind of liked, which was just a direct download, so I've played that. Uh, so I'll give this early access one a, one a play. Uh, it's released now, so I'll give it a whirl, and I'll let you know what I think next week. So there you go. So, Chinny, what game do we have to guess that you've played and finished this week? Well, um, I, I haven't finished it. That's the thing. Oh no! Oh no! So Street this, uh, this tradition um, has only lasted two weeks, but it was good while it lasted. It was good. It was good. Um, but that doesn't mean that I haven't been trying. But my God, this game likes to um, have some girth, as it were. Okay. Uh, so this week I have been mostly playing uh, Lord of the Rings: Shadow of Mordor. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Orcs and elves and shit. Have you gotten more into it? Glad that you weren't so into it. Well, well, well so, just, just a minute, just a minute. Can I just stop you there for one second? I am, I'm, I'm apologising for being rude for interrupting, but SLH is in the chat. I've not heard from SLH for ages, so hello to SLH. She was off work for like a month. So, yeah, so there you go. Podcast. Neoli. I know, Neoli. But, but SLH, you know, she's a veteran, veteran gamer, veteran. You know yeah, what I mean? We're glad that all of you are here. Now, Chinny, you were saying about Shadows of Mordor. Sorry, go on. Carry on. Carry on. Um, yeah, so Shadow of Mordor, last week, I wasn't getting on with it. When the, when the game starts, it basically kicks you in the ass multiple times. And very, it gives you a very harsh lesson early on, which is um, you are shit at this. Get used to dying. All right? But at no point does the game say, you probably want to level up before you fight these people. Uh, and, yeah. and that's a common theme throughout the whole game where it doesn't really tell you much. You have to work things out for a proce- process of elimination and frustration. Um, that being, uh, so, you know, some of the um, stealth mechanics, for example. You basically have to play most of the game in stealth at the start. And the the uh, strongholds, it doesn't really tell you how the strongholds work. These are just sort of dense areas with lots of uruks in them. They're not orcs stew they're orcs orcs uh, can i just orcs, ask as well um hey, no, no 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 i get to ask a question <laughs> Come on, because you last you you said that your nephew screwed you over and you need oh i was going to ask the same ah. question ah. Uh, did you start over there chinny i didn't start over if you, if you remember last week um i had the problem of playing the game and and in the with the nemesis system once a person kills you or kills you they get upgraded and i let jimmy play it for a little bit and after like 10 minutes you know these sort of peasant uruks are now fucking fully fledged captains and i'm like jimmy like how did you die so quickly in the space of 10 minutes but um there there, there was this one uruk that was really pissing me off 
And I couldn't beat him because they have strengths and weaknesses. And one of his strengths was he would never kill you. Once he downed you, you wouldn't because in the game you get like a sort of second chance to get back up, right? But once he downed you, you would never get a second chance and he would walk away and humiliate you. Right? right. And he says, Oh, it's not even worth putting blunts in my blade for you and then and then he walks off. And you're like, You fuck and and he did this so many times and he was pissing me off. Like I just couldn't get him. Um so yeah, I, 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 it, it just took ages. And then this is the thing. So that the game, I was terrible at the game, and it took ages and ages and ages for me to sort of level up and level up. And I went from being really bad at the game to like in almost a turn of an hour, being overpowered in the game. So how the hell did that happen? I had like about two or three perks that are you know I, I just sort of playing the game and playing the game and. You know, in a space of like an hour or two, I just all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm just like too good at this now. And before, when you fight in this game, Uruks turn up and then you fight, and then because you're causing a commotion, more Uruks turn up, and there are so many enemies on screen, and you and, and you basically just get you keep fighting until you die, pretty much. Sorry, so now that I'm say this emotional reaction you were having was, would you say um, it was pissing you off? Yeah, it's pissing me off, yeah. Pissing me off. Pissing me off. Sorry. There you go. Very good. <laughs> um, no, so, so, yeah, so I, I, when, you, when you start the game, you, you, you're just bombarded with enemies, and there's tons of enemies on screen, and you can't handle them. But now I'm at a point where I can handle them. They fuck off. They run away. <laughs> you can do right. it. Exactly, I can cool. do it. And they're all like, oh, shit, like, like, he's good now, and they all just flee. Yeah. And, and now, I, can I can I ask you because you said this happened within the space of an hour, but had you played quite a lot of hours up to? Oh that yeah, I mean, I've put in like fourteen hours at this yeah. point. I mean, now, right now, because <laughs> you made it sound like oh, it just took me an hour, and then I was no, like, no, no, really no. I mean, I played the game up to about fourteen hours, and then there's a point, there's like this turning point where you just go, I'm yeah. all of a sudden badass, and the, yeah, you, you just get a few upgrades, and then you're just amazing. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I've probably sunk like twenty hours into it now. Um, so I can't. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's it's a really really good game, but it, it doesn't do a very good job in sort of letting me know that I'm going to get battered at the start. It doesn't really tell me a lot of stuff. I have to work a lot of things out, like the elf shots. Like you get elf arrows, right? And they don't work like traditional arrows. You know, if you use your arrows up, you expect to collect them, and you can sort of collect them, but it's actually like a, a like a power bar that you yep. can drain out of other Uruks to, to get back. And for, it took me about 15 hours just to work that out. And, it, you know, it didn't, wasn't very clear. And to be honest, the only way you really work it out is because when you upgrade it, you start to learn a bit more about it. It just, just didn't educate me as a player very well. You see, I don't do think. you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the issues Duke had playing The Witcher 2. You know, it does so, sort of sound similar, I think. It, it just doesn't really let me know what's going on. Um... But that isn't to say that it's. It, it, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's a really good game. I really like it. Uh, Is it but the you wanted it to scratch in the terms of like the Batman combat and the Assassin's Creed climbing. It's it's yeah. I don't know. Um, but, I mean the climbing, the Assassin's Creed climbing. There isn't tons of it. You know what I mean? There's just like a few ruins here and there that you can get on top of, and then you can just sort of stealth drop onto people. Gotcha. Where like I don't know. There's not. It's tough because I mean the, the 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 fun part of the game is just fighting. You know that's the best part of the game, and 
you know, when when a cat when you when a captain does come up to you and it's somebody that you recognise, that's a rare thing in a video game to recognise the enemy and go, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, and. <laughs> And, and and you look at their weaknesses, and and some of them are really easy to kill. Like one of them, they'll just they'll see you, and they go, "Man, filth! I've been looking for you for weeks." All right, and then you you look into their weakness, and you see like, oh, they can get killed instantly by a bow and arrow into the head. So they go, "Right, time to die," and they go, "Fling, dead!" Right, and they're nothing. All right, <laughs> and then you get another one, and they come along, and they're just a pain in the arse. You know what I mean? Like they, you just can't get them because they they have a bit of a counter to everything you've got and what they are that what they are weak to you might have to get like a a caragon or whatever. i think that's like the, the beasts that you ride and all this stuff and they get scared by the sight of them and so you got you don't really have access to those at the time and yeah so it's that's really interesting that's where the game comes alive and that's what pretty much everybody think, said I mean, the nemesis system is the is the strong point of this game yeah and, I, and I've heard also that they have a lot of dialogue. So they never say the same. It's not like they're repeating the same thing to you every time you come across them. They, they say lots of different stuff. Is that true? That's true. And, and what's really clever is that the, the um, it's quite contextual as well. Because, say, if I come across a like a, a random um, Uruk, right, and it's just one-on-one, right? You know, this is just a normal enemy, no, no, no captain, nothing special. Uh, because they usually travel in groups, he will say, um, oh, just one-on-one, I'll take you on my own. And that's quite impressive. And, uh, yeah, I've played the game for 20 hours. I haven't really come across anything that's repetitive. You know when you walk around and they're just talking amongst themselves? You know that sort of stuff? Yeah. Like, I've I've heard them repeat stuff there. But, you know, if a captain has already met you, he will acknowledge that in the in the dialogue you know what i mean they will say like yeah. oh I, I if if they killed you they go oh, i killed you last time haven't you had enough you know what i mean or if they haven't seen you before they will acknowledge that as well they say you know i've heard about you before i'm time to time to, to end so they they do it's 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 very rich in that sense like and that that's brilliant it really puts you in the well, game they can't... It kind of personalizes it to you, doesn't yeah. it, while you're playing the game? I mean, let me ask you this, because what I was going to say, what a lot of people have said is that this is, in their opinions, the first true next-gen game because of the stuff that it does in this in this respect. Would you would you agree with that? I think I think it's definitely a sign of things to come, and a, fi- a sign of things that need to come. Right? This is this is my main problem with the game. Is uh, you know, I, I went for the Nemesis. System. I was really enjoying the Nemesis system. You know, because each war chief, war chiefs are basically the badasses of um, of the of the enemies. You know, what I mean, they're they're just they're, they're top notch. Um, each war chief has bodyguards, so you take out the bodyguards first, and then you fight the war chief. If you don't take the bodyguards out, they'll be present when you're trying to kill the war chief you know what i mean so you're making it easy yep. for yourself so as i was doing that i was, I was, I was going through and I, I was killing off people and I, I killed all the war chiefs and I, I basically just eliminated a lot of the hierarchy of the of of the of uh, you know of the enemies and stuff I, I messed them all up and yeah I, I i was like okay cool and then about an hour later they they all just got replaced and that's when you start to see behind the curtain a little bit you start to see how the game works and how randomly generated they are and 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 then a lot of them start to look the same and you know you do start to get i was like i'll see i see how this works now whereas the first sort of 15 hours you don't really see that so once you've learned the system once you've learned i was like okay it's it's no longer throwing surprises at you anymore it's just doing the same thing over and over again with all the traditional open world 
um, sort of aspects of any open world game. But that doesn't mean it's not good. The story missions are okay. Uh, the characters are okay. They're all sort of well voice acted. You know, you know, it all sounds Lord of the Ringsy. Don't ask me what's going on in the story though. There's something about his, his his wife and son got murdered and he wants to sort of get back. But apart from that, I have no idea what's fucking going on. That doesn't on. sound like the uh, premise for a video game. Oh wait, it's the premise of every video game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, so, you know, it, it is what it is with the story. It's, it's just it's Lord of the Rings lore, I suppose, and, and, and a bit of that and a bit of this. But I don't really know what's going on. You you sort of have like a ghost that follows you around, who looks like Hugo Weaving, but isn't Hugo Weaving because Hugo Weaving was an elf in Lord of the Rings. I don't know what's going on. Mr. Um, Welcome back. He had something to do with forging the rings or some bullshit. So I'm I'm, I'm sure that means something um, in in Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I, I don't really know what's going on. I just go to the mission. Right now, and, you don't know the plot of Lord of the Rings. Oh my god. I just I just go to the mission and I just work out what what i need to do and do pretty quick but you know that the, there are some cool moments in in the game that it does come alive and, it, and and it's great when i mean sometimes you'll have a fight and you'll you'll just dominate the fight sometimes a fight will just escalate very quickly and you'll fight in a way and then a captain will come and you go oi and then another one will come and, then, and sometimes there's three captains and you're just like Oh my God! Does anybody else want to come to this fight? Is anybody, you know, is anybody else? Is this a family reunion now? Is it, and, and it's it, that's pretty cool when that happens. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's it's there's still a bit of game to go. There's two large areas in the game, and the the second one's a little bit more uh, cheerful, and it's got a bit more green in it, I suppose. Um, but it's yeah, I, I I do like it. I, I am I am getting into it. Good stuff. Good. So anything uh, else that you managed to play this week, or is that kind of it? No, there is something else, but yeah, so Shadow Mortal, I mean, when I say getting into it, I'm pretty much on the tail end of it now, you know, um, but I, I do I do find it a little bit boring sometimes. Is it repetitive? And I don't want to disc- yeah, it's very repetitive. You're doing the same thing over and over again. The only thing is, that thing that you're doing is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, you know right. I mean? It's a lot of fun. So, it, it's, it's like Far Cry in a way, where Far Cry 4 is more Far Cry 3, but Far Cry 3 is excellent. You know, that, right. it, 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 what you're doing is a lot of fun. It's not, not quite the same comparison, but what I'm saying is you just enjoy fighting these Uruks and kicking the shit out. Yeah. And the executions are fantastic. And there, there's, so, there's so much like sort of great presentation in this game. There's, there's things like, you know, the sound of the blade and the, the, the slow motion that it does and the, the expression in his face and the blood and the way it splatters and... Just that it really feels like when you chop somebody's head off, you really like, you know, you feel it and you sense it and it feels great. And that's what they've nailed is that feeling of just being just powerful. Um, Problem is now I'm too good at the game and everybody's scared of me and they just run off. So that's a problem. Just out of interest, we've had a very cryptic question in the chat. Now, I don't know whether this is directed towards you. I'm assuming it is uh, playing this game. Uh, Let's play high as asked. Uh, would you rather be consistently surprised yet remain a little lost or find the pattern early on yet find it predictable? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, so, uh, I don't quite know what they're getting at, but I suppose what, what he's saying is like, you know, because I didn't get on with it at the start, you know, and then worked it out later on, shouldn't that isn't that better than having a game where you just get it straight away and it's and and you've learned it but you know it maybe gets boring afterwards i would argue that this game basically just doesn't make it very easy for me to um to to learn at the start 
And I, my, my, my best buddy, Marsh, said to me, like, I didn't like Shadow of Mordor. I thought it was shit. Now, I, I, I thought that was a bit harsh. But when I first started playing Shadow of Mordor, I was like, I totally get why you put this game down. Because I don't get any of this. I'm dying. And I, I'm not having fun right now. But I knew... The do you know, do you know what? I was going to say, do you know what I think is... I mean, I've played it a little bit, but nothing compared to you. I've probably played it for an hour tops. Yeah. Um, and you know what I found was cool about it? It has the cool Batman combat, but with brutal endings. Oh, you yeah. know, it's kind of almost that, got that, that mortal... Unconscious every time? Yeah, it's kind of almost got that mortal combat about it. You know what I mean? Because sure. some, of the ki- some of the finishing blows are brutal. You know, like lop the heads off or whatever. Um, oh, and I think that's what's kind of yeah, and I think that's what kind of sets it apart because you know we've played a lot of, of and even Assassin's Creed I don't think is as brutal as this no because it's because it does the slow mo up close yeah, thing I mean the heads as well are up and you see them in slow mo and, and it's it's you know that's that's just super cool and super fun yeah. to watch it is it's it's very much like Fallout isn't it Fallout Three you know that slow mo camera thing when you do a kill oh yeah. It kind of does that, and it's it's very cool. Whereas Batman and like Assassin's Skyrim, then Fallout. <laughs> I know, not that I'm promoting violent video games or anything That's here, but it is cool. Bethesda games. Well, yeah. to, to to go back to uh, uh, let's play Holly's question. Um, you know, look, I I just think that like what they were getting at is like for me, if I understood the game straight away, I'd probably get bored. Well. I've I've got bored of this game anyway because what what it does really well is the nemesis system and getting to know an enemy and that's really cool and but to be honest that's the best part of the game and when your story missions are pretty bland and and you know non memorable I, I you know I I've still got bored of it but I don't know I I I think this is a really good starting point for the new for the well for the for the current gen you know just to say look this look at what this game's doing look at what what lords of the rings is doing it's sort of like gears of war one to cover shooters you know what i mean like where it started off the whole cover shooters mechanic and then after that we just got bombarded with cover shooting mechanics when somebody did it right and i feel like so many games have promised to sort of have like you know really smart ai and a a sort of system going on in the background but what, what it does very well is it makes that system very transparent you can see the ranking order of the enemies and you can see who's winning who and that 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 really helps to have a visual representation of that and i i feel like other games need to go you know what that's that's what that's how you do it right let's let's put our take on that um so i i, I think it's a it's a great game it's a great game for the new for the generation uh, and, and i'm glad it exists and it's a really good you know it's an existing franchise and it's really good i just feel like that there's more that can be done and you know a sequel to this or another developer takes an existing you know or a new ip and, and does a similar thing you know it, it this isn't the end of this sort of system it can't be because it's so immersive and, and clever yeah i mean it's interesting because i was talking earlier obviously whilst you were away uh about life is strange other talks about that while you were still here or had you gone at that point uh Ginny. i might have gone because what that's done is again taken an existing format because it's very very much in the style of a telltale game but it's kind of made it a lot slicker than what telltale have done you know and it's done it in a better way than what they do yeah you know and it's not it's not quite the same level of voice acting some of it is some of it's not it's not as consistent as telltale you know with voice acting you're welcome for answering your question by the way let's play high yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it's it's 
it's doing that sort of thing, you know, and it is cool. So, you know, I, I like that developers are taking prompts from what other people have done and then, and then improving upon them. Yeah. And if, you know, if anybody has any more questions about this or any other th- anything else we say. Yeah. Or talk about they, it. They can ask away. Um, yes. I've, I've played another game this week that I think you, uh, Stu, will be very shocked that I've played. Very <laughs> Go shocked. Go on. Go on, then. But I haven't played it very much, and there's a reason why I've played it. Um, the game is Dark Souls. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I told you you'd be shocked. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, they're talking of hard learning curves. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Now, th- there's a reason why I played Dark Souls. Not for recreation. It was more for uh, because I made a video this week. I made a video uh, with Madeline. Oh, and yeah. so the video is I'm playing Just Dark Souls. Playing Dark Souls. No, I know, I, yeah. That's a no, weird I'm playing, thing. I'm playing Dark Souls, and I'm finding it very difficult. So I put the controller down, and Madeline sneaks into the to the room and starts playing Dark Souls. And Madeline's my niece, for anybody that's listening. And she 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 comes in, she plays Dark Souls, and she gets pissed off, and she basically grabs the Xbox, goes outside, and smashes it in slow motion to in the style of Duke Office Space. Oh yeah, huh? yeah, nice. So, whoa, whoa, let me ask you: Where is this here smashed-up console come from? Uh, it's a Dare very, ask. it's very old console that we that we have that doesn't work anymore. All right, that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. It's, it's not that's brand new. And oh, I this is why we're smashing it up. <laughs> after I smashed it up, right? I did for a second go. up in your ass with the resurrection you see you see what i thought you was gonna i thought you was gonna be predictable i thought you was gonna say she came in and then she was shit hot at it no um so that's <laughs> that's the uh that's the video and i'll be editing that sort of next cool. week sometime um yeah so we, 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 i did have a moment where we smashed up the xbox and i thought i did smash up the right one didn't i <laughs> yeah that, not the not the one that works <laughs> so, no, so we, we, we we smashed it up and we had a bit of fun and uh yeah, so the, the, I mean, but I, I had to play Dark Souls because I had to sort of like film a bit of me playing it, right? And I feel like I would like that game, believe it or not. <laughs> oh yeah, um, this this is the original one, isn't it? Not the the Dark, Dark Souls, Souls one, yeah. So I, because I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I I know that it's very hard, and I know I, I've never played a Dark Souls game before, and so I understood going in that I'm I'm supposed to get battered here. And sure enough, you know, like I was, I was dying and, and whatnot. But I, I got the the appeal of it. You know what I mean? I was, I was running for as quickly as possible. I'm sure I missed a load of things, but I, I understood the appeal um, because you know, how the enemies give off certain noises, which sort of tell you what sort of strike they're going to do and what you should be doing when when they do that. I was like, you know what? This this isn't too bad. I can see how rewarding this can be and how how why somebody would play this basically oh yeah i mean there's no doubt it is a a brilliantly well constructed game yeah. you know this is a polished game too hard well i know i know i, I wouldn't say polished because you know graphically this game is is definitely showing its age uh yeah but i mean from a, a mechanic standpoint though mechanic, it is mechanic, it is yeah i mean it's, yeah. It's, it's sort of it's it's sort of awkward but you know i mean for example um when when you strike you know it takes time to strike and if you hit the wall 
you'll ricochet back off that wall. And this is all you time. Every move you make matters. It does, exactly, definitely. Exactly, and I, I feel like that, that's pretty cool. And yeah, you know, and, and and if you pause the game, it doesn't pause the game. And if you go into the menu, it doesn't go into the You know, you, you sort of just have to keep going. So that, I understand the appeal of it. So I, I gave it a bit of a go, and I was like, huh, I'm, you know what? I might, I might give this a go soon. Because do, you, do, you know why I, do you know why I think you like it, Ginny? Why? Do you know why? Because because you're a, you're a big Street Fighter player, aren't you? It's nothing and, like Street Fighter. No, no, no. But let me come to what I'm saying. The, the 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 mechanics are similar in so much as you've got to be absolutely precise with every move if you're going to win that battle. Do you know what I mean? All right, Street Fighter is simply all about timing, isn't it? And about getting think, the yeah, hits. But the problem in. is with fighting games in general, though, like you can button mash and still sort of get on. You can't. Yeah, but you don't do stop. that, though, do you? You're not a button masher when you play fighting games, though, are you? No. No, and th- and I think that same skill set applies to to Dark Souls, but just in a different way. I think the reason why I'd like it, the thing, the reason why I'm attracted to it, is because it's it's um it's almost like puzzle like in its way, and also it's it it's it's um it the sense of achievement when killing someone, when getting through something, seems quite appealing. You know, why do people? I'm not gonna. It's not quite the same thing, but why do people run marathons? Not because they're they're easy, it's because they're hard, right? And yeah, why, yeah. why do people do crazy things? Why do people go to Everest? You know, because it's difficult because and it's, it's a achievement. And and you know, I'm, and I'm sure playing Dark Souls is probably much harder than going to Everest because you know, that looks like oh, it's a pit. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, so it, it's that sense of achievement. It's like oh, I finished Dark Souls. It's that that sort of you know notoriety of it. Yeah, yeah. and there's some bragging rights, isn't there? Absolutely. You know, at the end of that game. Yeah, so there's, a, there's also. I mean, they uh, even have. They have the. I think it's the same in Dark Souls as it was in um, Demon Souls. They have like a gallery with all the best players. You know, the like statues of them. Okay. In the armor that they were wearing when they beat the game. You know, these like. And you go and look at them and they are massive. And it has whatever weapon they were holding, what armor they were wearing. And, and it's just cool, you know, that it has this almost hall of fame of the best top players in the world. Yeah, you know, and that that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been playing one more game this week. Yep. Uh, that game is Threes. Oh god! Oh god! Why? That, why that is, oh god. Because that's kind of a that's kind of a digital crack game. That is. Once you get into it. Yeah. Uh, so, so the reason why I started playing Threes is because I was frustrated on because I didn't know how. It worked. You know what I mean? Like, I yep. used to look at it and go, like, how does that work? I don't get it. Um, but so I thought, you know what? I'm going to download it. I'm going to work it out. And it, once, you, once you do the tutorial, it's, like, really easy. And it's pretty much twos and ones. You add them together, it gets three. And um, then after that, you have to pair everything up. So two threes go together, two sixes, two twelves, two twenty-fours, two forty-eights, two ninety-sixes, two hundred ninety-twos. exactly and so like ten forty-eight or whatever it is. It's it was made just before twenty forty eight actually. Um, yeah, this came out first, didn't it? This was the first one first, of these yeah, types of the games. Twenty forty eight. It's slightly different, I suppose, but yeah, it's similar idea. And the way it move, the way you move the the, the squares around the board is slightly different to twenty forty eight. If you swipe from um, say left to right, everything will just hit the side of the wall. Whereas in this one, if you move everything from left to right, it just moves over one peg almost. Yeah. You know, unless it's blocked. So it, it's slightly, it, 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 they the squares behave differently, 
and it has a bit more personality like the, the little squares talk and they have you know if you unlock a six or if you unlock a um say 192 it's a different square and, and it has a voice and a personality and a backstory i know it's sort of irrelevant <laughs> but it's His pretty funny like, the 192 for some reason has ed- headphones and you know they all have voices and they have little faces and they make they make little sort of emotions and all, all sorts of stupid stuff. Um, but it, so it's pretty polished in, in its approach for for what it is, and it's a it's an excellent little game. And that the high score I got was about seven thousand, um, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very quick, very easy. It's the sort of mobile game that I like. So threes is what I've been playing as well. Very good. Uh, so that's kind of it for you, I'm guessing. Is that everything? That is it for me. Yes. Good stuff. Well, in that case, you're, you're back on again now, I guess, because it's time for some news. We have got quite a bit this week, actually. It's quite a lot of Putting news first. Okay, so, go for it. All right, we'll start off um, with some news that will make Duke happy. Oh, very Let's happy. go for it. I'm proud of uh, here we go. This is via some website. All right. With Star Wars Battlefront set for holiday 2015, it's high time we were told something about the FPS. Technically, it's not an FPS. It's a third-person shooter. Whatever. Um, today, it was a third-person shooter. It, it could was. be an FPS. But wait, actually, you had the option to switch into first-person when you needed to. But nobody did. Nobody did nobody that. Did that uh, a slight uh, bit of information was released on the game, along with some concept art. Uh, finally, um, so while we wait until spring for the first look of the game, we'll have we'll have to be stated with concept art. That, uh, well, there's some concept art and yeah, some shit to say about it. It shows you a battle on the moon of Endor between rebels and a pair of stormtroopers uh, as an ATST shoots things in the background. This qualifies for news, apparently, um, according to the game designer <laughs> director uh, Nicholas. Fergarath, something or other, told IGN there will be uh, a, quote, great variety, unquote, of maps and modes. Well, I'd like to hope so. (laughs) Uh, He also goes on to say that the scale of our maps and modes offer a great variety. That's pretty much what he said. Can you imagine, like, we're making this uh, game here, but there's there's not going to be any variety. Yeah, there's nothing. We haven't haven't done anything. (laughs) Just Um, one map, one mode. We just got a couple maps and, you know, it's not because it's an easy sell. (laughs) Whatever, I'm out. Um, (laughs) He also said that we actually have made the decision to specifically tailor certain maps to certain game modes. Uh, What we get from that is not only incredibly varied scales, but also gameplay that will allow players to live out some of their most memorable Star Wars battle fantasies. You see, that's kind of cool because that's very Team Fortress 2-ish, isn't it? Because that... The only fantasy that Star Wars wants is undressing Princess Leia in that outfit. <laughs> no, well, in just Princess Leia in that outfit. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he also <laughs> went on to say that uh, Star Wars fans, including ourselves, are incredibly passionate about the universe. Uh, each of us have our own personal favourites. However, I believe that we will deliver a Star Wars experience that ex- excites fans around the world and gives them a chance to play out battles in some of the most iconic locales in the series oh, history. Oh, that's a piece of update, because I've never done that before in a Star Wars it's not game. Really, it's not really hard to get Star Wars fan excited, though, is it? You know, can just right. say, like... Oh, my God, it's Hoth! Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. it's funny how Hoth is sort of included in most video games but it was supposed to be sort of like a hideout the hideout planet 
and, and and it was supposed to be you know um tucked away and no one could find it that's why the rebels were there but it's it's like iconic now and it's it's everywhere. everybody knows that place uh, by the way talking of Star Wars, did you see the boba fett uh, auction this week did you see this no i did not i did not uh, a guy in the uk had a well, what he described as factory fresh because it didn't even have you know the hole punched in the packaging to put it on a on a hook you know when they when you used to sell the right. star wars characters yeah. of of boba fett and he put it into auction and how much do you think it sold for how much five hundred dollars five hundred dollars chini how much do you think this uh this uh, one character sold for ten million dollars not quite, not quite. Well, those are probably the two extremes. It it sold for eighteen thousand pounds. It sold for. Chad Wooden wipes his ass with six. Eighteen thousand pounds. Eighteen thousand. Uh, time burglar just out, just out of interest. Asked, did I get Grim Fandango? I certainly bloody well did. You're gonna have uh, if, if, if podcast <laughs> comes out to check it. Yeah, and in, in addition, if anyone looks at the title, that's still on the, the stream unless you've changed it. Oh, you have changed it. It did say, Stu it. plays Grim Fandango. Amateur hour, Stu. I know, I know. I didn't refresh. That's why. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, 18 grand for one Star Wars. So, some Star Wars fanatic has bought his... That he paid £1.80 for, by the way, back in whenever he bought it. <laughs> he paid uh, £1.80. If, if Tom Burglar wants to listen to all your Grim Fandango... Um, sort of comment. Yeah. He just needs to subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app device thing. Isn't that right, Stuart? That's right. That is right. <laughs> so there you go. So that's, uh, that's okay. kind of uh, on to other things that are worthless. Paranoid <laughs> <laughs> Indigo Prophecy. Oh, <laughs> Next story. Is it <laughs> uh, David Cage, who everybody knows as Next that guy story. that made awful. Awful, awful games. Um, Duke, I have the power to mute you. Please don't let me do that. Yes. Okay. And in addition, this game isn't that bad. Uh, it's not. It's not. I mean, Chini, tell me that. That doesn't mean I believe you or that I'll no, ever Chini, play it. Chini, what's your opinion of this game? The, I, th- I thought the first half was pretty good, right? And then yeah. the premise is pretty good for the time that it was made and everything. And then it goes into weird shit, like these weird ghost bugs all of a sudden sort of start attacking the main character. And spoilers, by the way. Uh, and and it, it just becomes awful. Um, but yeah, the, you know, it's, I, I think the first half is, is the most appealing part. And then after that, it just gets silly. Yeah, and I don't think at this point, because obviously it was his first game, he was quite as up his own arse as he is now. He certainly is that now. Yeah, so I, I do think this this actually wasn't... I mean, one of the most interesting things about this game was the control scheme. Uh, and it's still fully intact, apparently, so it's still exactly as it was. It's it, You play Simon Says with your, the face buttons on your, on your joypad. Isn't that great, Duke? Isn't that something that you want to do? Yeah, come on, man. Okay, on. Um, let's move on. Well, I'll, I'll read this out and, and move on with the, with the rest of our lives because no one really cares about this stuff. But uh, yeah. David Cage is called Classic Murder Mystery, Fahrenheit Indico Prophecy, which wasn't the original name, but you know, we'll just go with that well, name. it was in two different territories. Yes, it's it's, they've just combined one good name to one terrible name and added remastered on the end. Uh, he's now officially confirmed and out for the PC, Mac, Linux, and iOS. Uh, yeah. Last week, a countdown appeared on, uh, what is that, a, a killing... 
Feeling a chilling dot, feeling. Oh, a chilling, com. Uh, yeah, I, I put them together. A chilling feeling. Dot com, hinting at a project somehow related to Context Dreams interactive drama from 2005. The page now redirects to an official website for Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy Remastered HD 72080p collection. Uh, supposed Amazon listing for the remastered edition has also leaked, but no one cares about that because I'm not reading anymore because this story is done. But uh, six ninety nine it is, so it's not a terrible amount of money. And Stu's not done talking about it yet. No, I'm just saying it was only six ninety nine. That's all. It, people need to know. Why? Well, you know, let's just give people some information if they want to go out. And, as long and as you've got a job, which unlike yeah. Sega, three hundred people at Sega haven't. Oh yeah. Then you'll be all right. So Sega is firing three hundred people in their publishing division as they continue to shift away from consoles to focus more on smartphone and online PC games. That's also in the news this week. Yeah, getting rid of people. It happens all the time at the moment, it seems to be, doesn't it? Especially say oh, yeah. you know, they've they've uh Yeah, they've <laughs> yeah, they they've not got a lot going on really. I mean they had the alien game, that was them, wasn't it? Uh yes it was, yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fraser's in the chat. Oh, yeah. Fraser's here. Ah, hello, Fraser. Back hello. Curling or whatever he's doing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sliding uh, shit around on ice. We've got to talk. Go. We've talked about David Cage already, and I don't want to upset Duke yeah. anymore. So let's talk about somebody <laughs> oh, that he likes. Yeah, let's talk about somebody. Let's likes. talk about somebody that he likes. So, uh, Fable Designer reminded uh, of. Story, please. Telling <laughs> you, Peter Molyneux warns Microsoft: don't overpromise on the Hollow Lens. He's telling people not to overpromise. What nerve! God damn it! That's like uh, Osama bin Laden being like, "Look, you don't need to go after innocent civilians. I mean, come on, have some respect." <laughs> Basically, I'm saying that Peter Molyneux is as bad as Osama bin Laden. Oh my god. Uh, did you see, by the way, did you see the demonstration of HoloLens, the mocked up whatever, you know, this is what it's going to do thing? Yeah, I saw, I saw the bullshit version, yeah. Yeah, the bullshot. The bullshot of what bullshit, it's going to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, though. Duke, I, I'm not sure. Have you heard of the HoloLens that, that Microsoft unveiled? No. <laughs> you don't want to know, do you? <laughs> don't you just love his enthusiasm? Um, a lot better if you don't know what the HoloLens is. So anyway, what they did, what they did, right? It basically it superimposes virtual reality stuff in your environment where you are. Okay, so that's what it's hollow lens. But like what a contact lens or something? No, no, it's, it is a pair of glasses. No, it's, I think it's it is good like, glass, but it's it is like good glass. and bulkier and heavier on your face. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it basically, but the demo they showed was someone building Minecraft in the living room. Yeah. Okay. So it's. But so they, they had very, Minecraft. They were very careful about that. They, they said Minecraft inspired. They didn't want to get any promises yeah. out there. You know what I mean? It's like Minecraft inspired. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much all it means is that in the future everybody will swiping at nothing. Uh, that's that's pretty much yeah. stuff that what, isn't Microsoft, Microsoft's mission well, this is, my is to get people because I, I know that in ten years I'm going to be <laughs> looking at my classroom and everyone will be staring right at me and like. They, none of them will be paying attention. They'll all have the contact lenses and some touchpad in their leg, and they can just be t- Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, text message, threes, Minecraft, whatever, and I will have no idea what they're up to. Yeah. yeah but do you know what they won't? Do you know what they won't have though? Don't you, Duke? What? They won't have Google Glass because they've ceased production on that thing. Yeah, but I know what I'm saying. It'll be some version of the same thing. 
Have you did you see, have you seen these gloves you can get by the way Bluetooth gloves Have you seen these No I've seen them You, seen them. you can get Bluetooth gloves that connect to your phone right And you know that thing where you can put your your thumb in your ear and your finger to them Yeah you can talk into your glove as it, you can no, connect you can talk to your phone your Glove Don't you don't use the wrong pen on you, butt boy <laughs> I ain't never talking into my glove You can talk into your glove in the, instead of your cell phone. phone. What chance do you think there's going to be of me getting a goddamn <laughs> no. gadget glove? None. That's no. what. No. It was stupid when we wore it on the Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System, the power glove. <laughs> you have the power. No, you don't. You have a stupid-looking glove on. Uh, old Man Blue's asking, have we seen Life is Strange? I talked about it earlier in the show. You should have been here earlier, you see. You missed yeah. all that. And also, what an awful name for a video game. Life is it's good though. It's very good. I'm I was very impressed. Not saying I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's not you know, brilliant. Ridiculous, you know, thank ridiculous you, Japanese Simpson reference. What's the yeah, atomic weight of polonium? Delicious. Correct. <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, anyway, my, sorry, sorry. I was just going to. I was just going to say. Quick opinion on Life is Strange for people is it's a good start, uh, and it could get better. So there you go. Right. It's a good start though. Anyway, Chitty, yes, go on, carry on. So, um, uh, Fable Designer reminded Connect uh, of, yeah, whatever. Uh, if, uh, whatever, whatever. The HoloLens presentation, you were reminded of the old Connect unveiling as Microsoft scanned in objects and made Connect like, uh, made Connect look like it was flawless. You weren't alone. In fact, former Microsoft executive and current 22 cans I make weird and shit games professional. This is the master of weird and shit games. Boss Peter Molyneux had been thinking the same thing. Molyneux worked closely with the Kinect team during the early days of the motion camera. Remember Project Milo, that weird yes. pedophilia game? Um, you do remember that. <laughs> uh, and he kindly reminisced with GameIndustry.biz after... About it after seeing the Hololens unveiling, it was worth noting that Molyneux also had the perspective of someone who was privy to early versions of Hololens technology as far back as two years ago. The sense we got is that Hololens is the natural evolution of Connect. It's what Connect was always meant to be. This is my uh, uh, Molyneux impression coming up. Um, I, I might do a genuine Molyneux impression. I'll see if I can get him. Okay. I did see the early versions of HoloLens and played around with it with a few things on it. And it was very, very early days in technology. It is, I have to say, a magical experience seeing these objects in the real world. The problem, I think, is to make it feel like it's in the real world and not projected into your eye. I think it's, for me, more exciting than ever VR, but it shares similar problems as VR does. That is, uh, what's my name again? Oh. <laughs> That's Wallace. very good. I Pretty thought he was here for a second. Yeah, right? How did he get in? <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, the, the master of overpromise says... Don't overpromise! ...warns Microsoft not to... <laughs> I have a promise. Um, all right, let's let's go on to something. Uh, yeah, move on. Let's move on. Move on. I can't click on that link, Stu. For some reason, can you fix that problem? Very good. Uh, I must have missed that one out. This uh, minute, I will find that for you very quickly. Very. Well, carry on. I'll find that one. Uh, how amateur uh, we are. So I'm going to look at some of the chat. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Fraser Mew has finished Mordor. Go me. Well done, Fraser. I am playing Mordor. I find I found it a little bit boring. Towards you know, I'm near the end. I'm on the second. 
big open area. Did you find it boring? Did you find it fascinating? Hardly Dan's here in the chat. He's just finished watching Top Gear, Old Man Blue. Uh, how are they preventing the HoloLens from the image burning your retinas? Well, they're not preventing it. I think that's the aim, Old Man Blue. I think they want to burn your retinas and put a Microsoft logo in the back of it so you always see Microsoft. Okay, back onto the news. Yeah, you carry on with something else. I'm trying to find that story. Now hardly Joyce is here. It's like a party up in here. Oh, up in here. Up in here. Uh, Joystick closure official. Uh, Joystick and its MMO-focused sister site massively um, will cease publication on Tuesday. Earlier this week, multiple reports surfaced, one of them from Joystick itself, claiming that their parent company, AOL, was planning the site's intermittent shutdown as part of reshuffling for its content division. Uh, That was made official today by a tweet from Joystick News Content Director Alex Zwinski and a post on Massively by the site's editor-in-chief, Bree Royce. This is a quote from... uh, uh, one of them, I don't know who it is. One of them. Um, I, I would like to be able to tell uh, you truthfully that this uh, is equitable and would their decision that makes some sort of logical sense. But the reality is that our overlords' decisions have always been uh, unfathomable, uh, Royce said. So this is Bree Royce. Uh, adding... We all suspected that this was coming eventually about a year ago when a VP whose name I won't, oh, I don't even know, uh, who has never read our site, um, chose to reward our staggering hard-won 40% year-over-year page view growth by um, hacking our budget in half. There's nothing to do uh, in the face of that kind of logic, but throw your hands in the air. It's not about the merits or lack thereof. Uh, and it's not about journalism or gaming being dead or anything grand like that. So there's no point in taking it personal. So what he's saying is it's not... For your hands in the air, is he asking that we also wave them around as if we're not interested? I think so. If only we could rhyme... No, no, I think no, I think he's sort of in, in exasperation. You know, he's kind of throw his hands in the air in exa- you know, he's exasperated. You know, they'll tell me to throw my hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Y'all gonna make me so I, you know, this, this, what he's basically getting at is like, don't panic, gaming industry. It doesn't mean that the, 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 the fucking industry is going to go away. It just means that some dick uh, at AOL is looking at the numbers uh, and going, oh, yeah, this video game, this is for kids. This is for fucking kids. So you know, it's it's not. If if Bob was running AOL, he probably he probably might find some way of getting joystick to make some money. Okay, right. We have time for one more story, and so, then maybe some quick news. Quick I, news. I don't. I don't. I fixed the link, by the way, on the one you wanted. Um. Okay. Right. More news. Uh. We, oh, okay. Here we go. I was giving right, you time uh, for a news story. Yeah, I know. It just confuses me. Um. Uh, every time you play it, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's one. That's my. That's, I, I get that a lot. Uh, Alban Blue did bring up a point. Oh well, uh, 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 is that still a thing? You know, as if like you know, what what, right. what do they know? All right. Anyway, uh, UK UK game uh, Plague Incorporated raised f- uh, fifty 
£8,000 for Ebola relief. Uh, for people that don't know, this uh, game is called Plague Incorporated. It's a it's a mobile game. I think you can get it on Steam as well, where you sort of try and cause the end of the world by making your own plague. And obviously, because you know they're not monsters, um, they saw the thing like of, of Ebola and thought, well, you know, we should do something good to make sure that you know we, we you know it's 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 all good. It's just a game. So British developer uh, Nandemic creations is that how you say uh have revealed endemic 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 sorry uh have uh, revealed that its popular pc and mobile game playing incorporated has raised over fifteen thousand pounds or seventy six thousand dollars for ebola relief uh the successful game sees gamers taking control of brand new yeah yeah blah 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 blah. uh the in-game link gives players a chance to find out more about the horrific disease um yeah, yeah. Unsurprisingly, the game saw a massive surge uh, in users since the rise of Ebola, inspiring developers to code in a link to raise awareness of Ebola. Uh, and they can find out more about the horrible disease. And they had a link on there that went to Ebola relief, uh, which, according to the game creator, James Bourne, uh, gamers did in droves. Uh, this is James Warren speaking. Now, the campaign has been enormously successful and really shows how communities of video game players can come together and be a force for good, making substantial positive difference to an urgent real-world issue. All That's the money raised by players... Uh, with uh, extra lives. We, where's our news story? Well, you know, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, I think there was a news story about extra lives somewhere, but what are you going to talk about? Yeah, but what about not about it. No. Um, <laughs> no, no. All the money raised by players will be spent uh, on directly supplying hygiene kits and medical treatment for Ebola victims, as well as providing educational support to affected communities. So there you go, some good news. It is great, and I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, this is this is a huge game on mobile devices, but it's it's kind of ironic that the game tasks you with trying to wipe out the world's population. It's true. But at the same time, you're helping it's, real world It's like if GTA had a, a site, like a, a fund for raising yeah. money for like, Just drive by yeah. 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 Well, it's good. It's good. It's all good. Right. It's all good. Uh, do you want to do just some quick news? Just go through uh, some of the other stuff. Quick, mega quick news now. Um, mega quick yeah. news time. Metal Gear Rising 2 has a rumour about it. It's probably a rumour that it's coming out, or maybe it's not coming out. Oh, yes. brilliant. Can't uh, wait, can't wait. Good. Uh, other quick news. Um, I don't know. Uh, the fucking thing. Uh, Valve bans eSport match fixers. No shit. Uh, Witcher 3 developers make a stand against paid DLC. Good for them. And Professional Lumberjack 2015 comes out to the PC <laughs> and consoles this week. Get oh, get your copies um, of Professional Lumberjack 2015. I'm going to see if I can get a video of Professional Lumberjack 2015 and stream it on the Twitch. That is a benefit just for the Twitch listeners. If you're listening on your iDevice, and you probably have YouTube right there and you could find it straight away, but you can't because I'm showing it now on the stream. So take that. Say that's cool. It's cool. Do you know what's kind of interesting about this game as well? Just to mention, right? In I think it's in Canada and uh, Norway. Yeah. They're releasing disc versions of this game, and obviously in other places it'll just be digital only. So in the places where I they expected, feel, sorry, I expected professional lumberjack to be like a, a dude with a check shirt chopping shit. Ooh, burly! Uh, exactly, but it's not. It's you actually do it with machines, which I'm, which I'm, I'm of course, I'm, I'm imagining that's how they really do it. 
not in my chinny, you know, um, sort of world. But like, I imagine like some big Canadian guy just chopping wood, uh, you know, in the traditional. But it is, it is, it is kind of interesting that the the sort of feel that in the territories were lumberjacking is bigger say than other places in the world they're going to release a disc copy of it <laughs> old man blue has listed some sim- simulation games i was just wondering if they're real professional dishwasher 2015 <laughs> professional dry cleaner 2015. are these real games or are we making these up i think he's making those up i don't I think they're real. but they could be it could be anything is possible yeah, can, with these just for the listeners games. benefit like this is a trailer that i'm i'm um sort of playing right now and it's listing some of the some of the features of a game like you know if it was a third person shooting you know third person action you know gore also one of the things brilliant 3d landscape is one thing that they're touting with thousands of trees thousands <laughs> you know what every game you know the other game has thousands of trees every game ever do you know God i know what you can't chop those trees baby you can't chop those trees and I make things out of them on like Minecraft, and you can in Starbound, exactly. and you can in Stranded Deep. Just a minute, you though you you did get excited about being able to really chop the tree down. So maybe this, this game because I already have a lumberjack game, and it's on an island, so it looks cool when the sun's going down. See, I told you, Mr. Burns has changed. See, Lisa, nobody <laughs> likes a gloater, right, homie? Uh-huh. See. <laughs> so I have there found you another. I have found another simulation game. Uh, do you want to share? Oh, no. <laughs> Go on, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just put it on the stream and then we'll have a laugh at it. I'll put it. Um, uh, no, I've got to say for the listeners what it is. It's a European okay. ship simulator. A European Europe- what? European ship simulator. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, I have to go so to we'll the just... bathroom. Get out of this way. Oh, my bow. <laughs> no, Duke. No, not ship simulator. <laughs> ship. Right, ship. ship. So I'm going to leave right. the stream right. while we. Talk about the rest. While that, it's it's time uh, for some news. Uh, not news. We've done that. It's time for some emails. Even let's try that one. Oh, Whoa, that ruled. Uh, now the first the first email I've got is just the weirdest email. It's just the just the weirdest email, and it's from Alan Smithy, and it's it's sent to undisclosed recipients, right? So it's kind of like a junk email, yeah, but but not totally. But it's from someone named, and I've I've kind of heard his name somewhere before, so I'm kind of thinking like we kind of know of him, Alan Smithy. It sounds familiar. Anyway, it's, this is what his email is. He's put, "Hi, I notice you are interested in swords." I have a sword that I am selling no, 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 that you no, 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 be no, no, interested, not interested in. Swords? What are you talking about? Or not? The blade looks to be fairly short and it's tapered. There are no fullers. It has an ordinary straight guard uh, that's made to look very fancy with the extreme upwards curve. The the grip is swollen. <laughs> Sounds like a, a a willy or something, doesn't it? Yeah. The grip is swollen and the pommel is almost pear shaped. <laughs> It looks, it kind of looks like an S-Tok. Uh, this was a later type of longsword designed to pierce the weak points between an opponent's armor plates. A real version would have had a very sharp point and often had blunt edges. Uh, alternatively, it could be designed to look like the style of medieval sword called an oak shot. Uh, 10, 5, 6, 7, 8, uh, 18. Uh, and now, sorry, I was just reading um, 
a sort of Roman numeral numbers there, so that's why I was doing that. Anyway, a narrow tapering blade, again ending in a sharp point, that was designed to pierce weak points between plate armor. Stuart, I understand that spam is spam. Why are you reading this? Because it's just like, it's not like, it's not like your usual kind of spam. It's ran it, it, shit made up by a computer. Of course it is. No, no, no. It's a real person. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real guy. He's even got his picture. There's a picture of the guy. <laughs> There's no it. way a robot could ever put a picture of a person into an email. <laughs> what is this story? How could a robot possibly... Let, oh, let me just mention, though, there is no there's no link to anywhere. There is no reply of address. Fun. And then you'll be like, ah, now here come the links. But anyway, weird. That's very odd. weird, yes. Next email. Uh, next one's off uh, John Wilson, someone we do know. Oh, yeah, what, what? And he says this, he says, life is strange. Life is strange. He said, hi, guys. Uh, I noticed Stu was playing Life is Strange because I did, uh, by the way, I did stream the whole of the first episode on Twitch uh, of, of Life is Strange. And I had, I can't remember his name now and I feel really bad and I can't even go back and look at it. Ginny might be able to just check. Ginny might be able to check. But, I know. Uh, but one guy uh, stayed for literally the whole of the episode until his uh, iPad ran out. His iPad ran out about five minutes before the end of the episode. Oh, we got it so close. It was so close. Uh, anyway, so you noticed you. I noticed you was playing Life is Strange. I checked it out. And I bought the season pass. <gasps> uh, I just uh, finished playing The Wolf Among Us. So I was really ready for another episodic game. And this well, game people at Life not... is Strange have compensated you for that. I know. Did not disappoint. Uh, rewinding in-game choices and dialogue is a refreshing feature. The game story is really interested, and normally I don't uh, do much reading in games, but I read every post, every book, and everything that you could look at. Uh, really good game. Looking forward to further episodes. Cheers, John Mouse. So there you go. I helped someone buy a game this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and it shouldn't be disappointing because I reckon, I reckon, if, you know, if every episode is a similar length, it'll be about 10 hours long at the end, which is uh, a pretty substantial game. John Mouse bought that then. It was John Mouse bought it on the back of watching me play it. Wait, Stu had said who it was at the end of the email there. I said who it was at the beginning of the email. And at had the end, you... I know I'm making fun of Chinny. Yeah, there you go. Right. There you go. Uh, so thank you, uh, John. Is that a joke? Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, so thank you, John. Uh, next email is from Derek Sainz, and he says, let me, let me ask you this. Let me clear my throat. It says, Dear Veteran Gamers, uh, I just heard Tim Schafer making a brief cameo appearance on this week's Giant Bombcast, which got me thinking about guests on podcasts. Have the Veteran Gamers ever considered trying to get video game industry figures on the show? We've had them on the show. Where have you been? We've had some. Not, ne- never anyone massive, though, to be fair. Um, you know, we haven't, we haven't had anyone, you know, apart from Melissa uh, and... Uh, uh, people like that. We've had a few big sort of uh, game actors, and we've had quite a few developers on, but no one huge, I guess. No, you can. Oh, Tom we've Bissell's had... pretty big. Tom Bissell's pretty big. Yeah, Tom Bissell was good. Yeah, he he's, was big. If you don't know who Tom Bissell is, he's, he's written an excellent book called Extra Life, and he, he was also one of the writers on Gears of War Judgment and some other bullshit. I don't, I don't know, the but he's very the good. Vanishing Ethan, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Oh, yeah, there involved. you go. There you go. He's a very, he's very. The, the Extra Life book was excellent, by the way. God, what a great book that was. It is, it is. So yeah, uh, yeah. Tom Bissell, he's he. It was a great interview. If you go back and find that somewhere, Duke did a, a, a really excellent interview with him. It was really fantastic. Yeah, Duke's bestest buddy. That's true. It is well, true. Yeah. Uh, Duke's a big fanboy of Tom Bissell. BFF. It's Duke's BFF. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we've. But I don't know. It's not something we've done loads. 
You know, it's, we, we don't have chase the industry by the kiss, you know? That's who we are. We don't do it. He says, I know you've had the occasional separate episodes highlighting individual games, but I was thinking more about inviting people onto the usual weekly show. Uh, which would be kind of cool, I guess. Uh, if that idea is impractical, which video game-related person would each member of the team like to spend an hour or so questioning about the games? <laughs> Company or development team? So, Chini, you first. Who, who would you like to speak to? Um, hmm. <laughs> I'll I, I tell you, I've got one. I've got one. Um, he's, he's, got- not, he's not known for his... You know, he plays a lot of video games, but he's also known for something else. He's famous for something else. Uh, his name is uh, Graham Linehan. Okay. Um, and he's he's the director of the IT Crowd and Father Ted and um, Big Train and Little Britain and stuff. And he's very good sort of comedy director. And he plays a ton of video games. And he was on Charlie Brooker's Games Swipe. And yep. you know, he's he's always got a great opinion on on video games and just a Generally, just a very smart opinion on things. So I think I would like to get Graham Linehan on. That's he's he's a bit of my hero. Okay, all right. Juku, would you like to speak to? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd like to speak to a writer at Bioware. I think they could be very interesting to talk to about the way games are written and you know what it makes to what it takes to create a good character because I think they do the best writing in games. So yeah, that's probably my choice. There you go. We could probably uh, achieve these goals, you know, if we if we try to pursue, yeah. yeah, if we put some time into it, we could probably get these people on. But we, you know, we just, we just haven't done anything about it. Yeah, we did. We we don't do stuff about that sort of stuff, no. do we? I don't suppose. We're pretty bad at that. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, but, we are. Oh wait, in simulator. Did you know you can get out the fucking thing? No, I didn't. You can no, get out. That's amazing. See, see, some of these simulation games are astounding. Oh, the graphics so are pretty impressive. good. Um, who would I like to talk to? You see, you know, as much as much as Duke hates him, I just think Peter Molyneux would be so interesting to talk to. Oh my god! Because I just think no, I really do. Because I do oh. think he's. I, I once read an interview with him from years ago. You know about how he got started, and I like the guy. You know, as much as you as you hate his overpromising stuff, but I love the fact that he is so optimistic about everything he does. You know, regardless of whether it's a failure or it doesn't work, I love the fact that he is he's, he's not a half glass full. He's like a full glass all the time, isn't he? You know, yeah, whatever he's doing. When it's full of cat poop, he's like, look at this water. I get that. I get that. But you know, unlike unlike David Cage, I do I don't feel that Peter Molyneux is up his own ass so much. I just feel he's very naive and he doesn't always think about what he's saying. You know, or how it could be perceived. The creator of a game where you hit blocks is up his own arse. No, I don't. I I think a lot of the time he does it all in sort of innocence. I think he does. I think he genuinely, when he says all this shit, he genuinely believes it. You know, he really does believe what he's saying to people. You know, rightly or wrongly, that's what he does. But I do think that if you, you know, if you interviewed him, I think he'd just—I think he'd just generally an, he'd be an interesting just, guy to no, talk I, to. Dennis, I've heard him in interviews. He, he genuinely sounds like a nice chap. You know, yeah. what I mean? he doesn't sound like yeah. a dickhead. Whereas I, no, I, he's not. I—I I don't think he's a—he's not. But he just keeps say, making the same mistake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell the man. But then he warns other people about making that same mistake, you know, so at least he's learned. (laughs) At least he's learned from it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, my number one would definitely, definitely be Peter Molyneux because I do think he'd have so much to say. And he's, he's been around so long and he's done so much stuff and he's worked in so many places. 
Do you know what I mean? He's got a lot of, of breadth of knowledge on stuff. I've, I've always liked, uh, people sort of see him as a bit of a douche, but I, I, I've always liked Cliffy B. Like, I've always think yeah. he's... Yeah, he'd be interesting. Cool he's, he's, he's a smart guy. You know, there's a reason why he's, he's, he's done so well, and he drives a, a Lamborghini, you know, because he's clever, and he knows what he's talking about. So, And he has made good games, unlike the Molinator, but uh, that's a bit harsh, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he, he, he definitely has proved himself quite a few times so yeah I'd, I'd but people think he's yeah I, I, I do think if i it'd it be someone who's been around a long time you know has done a lot of stuff yeah it is who i'd really like to talk to you know someone who's got a lot of breadth of knowledge and knows their shit um uh, I mean, gonna, um peel his eyes out of his his face if i don't turn off farming simulator so i know yeah i'll go back yeah. to my traditional screen oh anyway He's he, he does carry on. He does. Yeah, he says, "I think someone like, I think someone like David Brabham uh, would have some good tales to tell." And for anybody who doesn't know who David Brabham is, he uh, developed Elite originally, and obviously the more recent Elite Dangerous. And... The, uh, on the show, uh, the creator of Mist, didn't we? Didn't we do? Yes, we did. We did. He he was a difficult dude, though. To be honest, Duke, he was not. There. Is he dead? I don't know. Maybe he died. Maybe Duke died. He's still on the call, is he? Let me have a look. Yeah, he's still there. He's just not there. <laughs> Who knows where? He... Maybe he's dropped off or something. Who knows? Um, I'm here. I was just going uh, a song. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we were saying we had the developer of Mist on, but he was hard work. You had a lot of problems with him, didn't you, interviewing him? He was hard to sort of talk to. Well, it was an odd sound setup, but we made it work. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't the chattiest of chaps, was he? He wasn't. He wasn't a great he's interviewee. Like, he's still okay. Oh, he's just, video games aren't his thing anymore. That's the well, thing. That, yeah. not his thing anymore. And you have to remember that game came out in like 1993. He's had to talk about it nonstop since, and there's no way you're going to ask him a question he hasn't been asked a hundred times already. So surely, in that process, you're going to get worn out and not want to go off on it big long thing i'm not, I'm not criticizing i'm you just saying you know criticize because i'll kill you jesus christ uh some i'm just saying some people are easier to interview than others you know and i found that over the years we've interviewing different game developers and yeah. you know different people it's fine okay anyway he says now that Ginny has become a seasoned political commentator after his special guest appearance on the latest episode of the didactic syncast that's true, that's true. Uh, i'm sure he could come up with some incisive questions or not keeping it real and stuff uh, Derek, so there you go. Yeah, so I thank did make you. an appearance on the Didactic Syncast about you politics, did. and so I, I yeah. appeared on a very clever podcast. Well, you did, you did. Well, what, what was you the did. other podcast you were on? It was the Game Punchers. Uh, that was a pretty clever co- podcast. That was pretty clever. Let me clear my throat. Oh! DJ Cool to the rescue! Anyway, final email is from Dale Garrity. And he says, he says, Ginny! So that's his, uh, that's his uh, start of his email. There you go. He says, hi, guys. Uh, this is purely for Chinny. I was just listening to the podcast. Great, by the way. Uh, regarding your personal details being taken to open a bank account, there are three credit reference agencies which I would contact, not just Experian, but Equifax and Call Credit as well. This is because when you try to get credit in the future, different companies use different credit reference agencies, not just the one main one, but any one of these three. And get them to put a note on your file for each of these companies next to the £5,000 loan to say that it was taken out by a fraudster and not you. 
you also have to write the right to check your file for two pound at all three companies, so you don't have to sign up and pay the the monthly fee. Uh, also, CIFAS deal with fraud. I would go there to their website to see if they have it on record of, of this fraud. I uh, hope this helps, and don't think I'm interfering, Gaza42. So there you go. No, that's very helpful, Gaza. And, and I've been on, on CFAS, that website. I, I have been on that, and I'll, I'll check the other credit rounds and stuff. Thank you very much. That's very helpful. So there you go. Yes, and and that's it for emails. I think that's all of them. So yes, thank you to everybody who's always sent us emails. It's cool to have some. So that's that's very so cool. cool. Apparently, there's a simulator called Bridge Builder 2015. I'm just going to investigate this. <laughs> Get it investigated, mate. Get it investigated. Uh, we have, before we just do the shout-outs and get the hell out of here, we have got some iTunes reviews this week. Yo, we have yo, got some. Yo, 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 you want some I- I- iTunes reviews? Gaster, Gaster, Gaster. And we have not one, but two in the UK this week, which oh, is really my cool. My goodness. I know, because we haven't had any for a while in the UK, so it's cool to get some. So thank you ever so much. Uh, to people who've given us reviews I, I on iTunes. I find Bridge Builder, but I found a, simulator, a simulation game called Construction Simulator 2015. I believe you make houses in it, so I'm just going to play that. Definitely, sim- definitely uh, similar. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so thank you ever so much to, to the two people, and I'll read them out in a moment. But if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, go and do that, because it does help. You know, it helps other people find us and keep us on the front page of games and hobbies and stuff like we are most of the time, so that's really cool. So go and do that. Uh, so the first one is from Hon Dino, and he gives us five stars, which is nice. Thank you very much That's for that. Good. He says, class, I know, class as always. He says, I drive long hours for a living, so I listen to podcasts to fill my time and keep me sane. I've been listening watch since the early car. days. I know, yeah, watch out for that car. Uh, of the 035s, uh, and this show is always at the top of my list. Yes, keep doing what you're doing, boys. Yeah, he's been listening a long, long time. Long, long time. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing, boys. It works. Hondino. So thank you ever so much for that. So that's so, so cool. And the second one is by Rubbish Username. (laughs) He says... I know, a good good little name there. Rubbish Username. And he gives us also five stars. He says, listen, listen, listen. Listen. Yeah, there you go. I think he... I've heard... I've heard that name read out on uh, Mojo. I think he's been a listener of Mojo as well, so I, that's where I know he's name from. Oh, thank you for that. Anyway, he says, uh, great podcast with intelligent discussion most of the time. Oh, oh he's got uh, it. My- filed it under the wrong podcast. You meant to leave that that's for right. some My only gripe is that Jimmy and Duke... <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Uh, my only gripe I know do you like that it's good see what I did there he says my only gripe is that Ginny and Duke interrupts Stu too much when he's trying to give Jesus concise interesting stories there you go, oh my there God. You go. what can I say listen <laughs> okay say? This, is, this is what I'll say to rubbish Stu's name if we give <laughs> Stu an inch he will take a mile if you give Stu a rope he will think he's a cowboy now we can't let him have that Oh, it's brilliant. So uh, there you go. Cheers for that. I love it. And uh, anyway, yes, Duke, we have got one in the US of A. Somebody in the chat just said Madman. Fraser just said Madman. Clearly, Fraser is on the the ball there. You know, I've got, I'm I'm, I'm sort of having to repeat this constantly on this show. SDH38 says, Stu, get on Life in Strange just while. I've I've talked about it earlier. I've played the first episode. Not everybody comes into the show at the start on Twitch. Stu, listen, listen. Listen, listen. Play. 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 Play.
There's... Anyway, when you, when you hear the recording, you'll... Have we merged into the other show now? I know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you hear... For this week is DJ Cool, let me clear my throat. In the monitors. And I don't know something like this here. I like the way he's very that hip-hop love there. Yeah, I love that. Hear the drummer get wicked. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jude, we've got one in the US of A. Yes, we do. Three stars. <laughs> this is from BP326, so I assume it's from British Petroleum, a company that polluted the Why? Mexico. We hate you. <laughs> Good podcast, Why would they but the American guy is annoying. How could you say that? What, is, what are you talking about? You suck. Do you know what's kind of oh, funny about that? We want Jelly Willie. And uh, on our American review, he complains that the American guy is annoying. That's kind of can we, can we read out the review, please? Without, <laughs> without any interruptions, Duke, read out the review, please. We Sorry, go on, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> That's from BP326. Uh, three stars. Posted on 22nd of January, 2015. The headline is Good But, four dots. Good podcast, but the American guy is annoying. There you go. That's the review. Is that it? Is that the, is that the whole review? review? Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, well, thank you. We appreciate all feedback. For being a jackass. Hey. I'm just kidding. I don't care. I know I'm annoying. That's my whole thing. That's kind of my deal. Well, what I was just going to say is, right? Duke is not I am ever going to pipe down. Duke is who he is, right? If you don't like what Duke does, it's just kind of tough because that's like saying, uh, don't come out, Moon, tonight because we don't want you because it's not happening. You can't ask you know, a, What does Tracy Morgan say on 30 Rock? You can't ask a zebra to change his stripes or a fish not to swim or whatever. There you go. That's it. That's it. There you go. Yeah. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. You can't, uh, you can't ask a fish not to swim you just take it out of the water and just put it there you go you're stuck yeah uh, by the way we've apparently we've got so many latecomers because they've all been watching top gear That's yeah a lot of top gear and super bowls on tonight so i think we're in the gap between top gear and super bowl oh, but honestly we've, we've got the most listeners i think i've seen in weeks 21 at the moment which yeah it's a lot of people listening so thank you to all of those people anyway shout out yeah shout out shout out hey Jude, let's do this. Go. I will shout out the Duchess because it sounds like she just came home from her yoga fundraiser. Yeah, welcome home, Duchess. I will also shout out Bongo because he just lost his dad, and that's sad. So cheers and hugs to Bongo. And that's, there you that's go. not playing. Okay, well, I don't think he likes it anyway. He said recently, he was like, oh, that's still going, huh? So I don't know. Anyway, um, I will shout out Rich, Big Bad Daddy, because he was like, let's play Left 4 Dead 2. And then I tried, but then it was like, oh, I forgot to install the game until an hour before we were supposed to play. And Steam was taking forever to install it. So we're going to play it next week. So if people want to play with us next week at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, which is what? Is that 5 o'clock your time? No. Four o'clock your time. IP also got hacked by Boomerang apparently, so hugs to him. Sorry, dude. Hope that gets sorted quickly. And shout out to everybody in the chat room and everybody who listens. Thank you for listening, people. What? 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 Uh, yeah. I'd also, I'd also like to just reiterate, um, you know, condolences to Bongo and stuff. You know, because oh, yeah. it's, it's obviously a sad time. And much uh, love, Bongo. We're thinking of you. Yeah, much love, mate. And I just hope you're okay. Okay. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know it's not okay, but I hope you're okay. 
yes. if you know what I mean. In a, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I'd also like to shout out IP yet again, two weeks running, Dude. because he has made the coolest, coolest car in uh, Forza Horizons. How uh, cool is it? It's very, very cool. It's on the Twitter oh, stream if you want to have a look. Oh, maybe Chinny, maybe you can put it up. Where is it? If you, it's on the. He tweeted us with it. Okay, I've still got construction simulator up at the moment, so we'll... Uh... Yeah, if you put it up. Anyway, I'll not say too much, just put it up. There's a picture, if you see, from iPete. Uh, did he so, at mention... He at mentioned Veteran Gamers UK, he did. When was this? It was six hours ago. Okay. For some reason, I can't see it. You can't see it? I can't see it. It was after... There's quite a few tweets after it, to be fair. There's been a lot of tweets... In the last six hours, believe it or not. It's got Richard, it's got, uh, there's a conversation between Richard Webster and, and obviously Duke for a bit, and then he's in between all of that. Okay. Uh, I don't know what oh, else yeah, to we say. Go. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. You got it, you got it. Uh, so right. there you go. Uh, so yeah, so thank you so much for that, because it is there cool. It is. So thanks for doing that. It's very, very cool. There it is. And I'm just trying to think if there's any other shout-outs I've got. You know, just the usual people. And uh, the guy who watched me play virtually all of Life is Strange when I Twitch streamed it. Whoever that was. And I'm I'm so sorry. I can't remember your name. That's bad. I'm so sorry. That's bad. Uh, I know. I know. So I'm sorry. But it wasn't. I don't think it was someone I knew. I don't think it was. It's probably. No, sorry. I'll I'll rephrase that. It's probably someone I know, but didn't know his username on Twitch. So here's the question. If you know. From Pete. Um, Can you import an image, or do you have to, like, recreate that? I'm guessing you have to. You can import an image because it's cropped off at the sides. And if you used to make that, he wouldn't crop off the sides, would he? No, 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 but it's cool. Anyway, whatever. It is very, very cool. Yes, thank you for doing that. It's very, very cool. Still cool. So, and that's kind of it for me, so over to you, Chinny. Well, I'll share a bongo, of course, that goes without saying, so um, all the best, bongo. I hope that uh, things sort of get better for you soon, and, you know, you know, it's tough. It's a tough one. Um, but I, I will also shout out Wigan, because somebody asked me to into the chat. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Wigan. I've never been to Wiggity Wig Wigan, and I never will go to Wiggity Wig Wigan. Um, but, you know, shout out to them. At the Wiggins, I knew a guy called Keith Wigan once. I don't know if that helps, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I will um, shout out my uh, brother and I. We smashed up some more Xboxes. I didn't tell you that. There's another video, but we smashed up some more Xboxes. Um, yeah, these Xboxes were no no Xboxes were harmed during the making of these videos because they they were already dead. But including one of them that we smashed up was the very first Xbox 360 that I had, uh, which I which was bought for me on my 21st birthday, and I am now 29, coming 30 this year. That just shows you how old th- Xbox Jesus 360 was. Jesus Christ! Yeah, but, yeah, and and when I got my Xbox 360, it wasn't even new; it was like a year old. So yeah, so I'm 21st birthday, I had my Xbox 360 bought for me uh, by my lovely mom and dad, and um, that got me back into gaming in a big, big way, and. Yeah, and then, and then we smashed them up, and it was a sad day. But the way I think about it is, to be honest, I mean, what we're supposed to do with our Xbox, we, we, you know, you're just supposed to throw it away or sell it for parts or whatever. But if you smash it in slow motion with a cool camera in a video, you've got it for life. It's always there. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? It's it's always there. You'll always remember it the moment that you that you smashed it up. Um, 
so yeah, so shout out to my brother. Also, shout out to my to my little niece, uh, Madeline, who has been playing Face Rig, a game which recognises your face and and makes these digital um, uh, sort of computer generated characters move with your face. So she obviously she's a big animal lover, so she she gets cats and dogs and sort of the cats and dogs mimic her face. She thinks that's hilarious. She saw she saw uh, PewDiePie playing it, so. Uh, and she was also oh bloody PewDiePie. She's also she's in, got a lot uh, to answer for. She was also in my um, Office Space parody video, which I'll be editing uh, over the next course of a couple of weeks or whatever. So thank you to her and everybody in the chat, of course, all the regulars and some new names. We do appreciate it. Uh, for people that don't know, this is a this is a podcast that you can subscribe to. For people that do know. Thank you very much for listening. We 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 love you. You know, but as a podcast, we also do a video feed during the podcast recording. You can tune in live and watch clips and stuff. That's so it. they probably figure that out because we're always talking about it. But you got to realize that some people don't. They they want to listen to this while they're working or or yeah. whatever they're doing. So they don't want to come to the live. Well, if you're really dedicated feed. to the whole veteran gamers concept, you can watch on Sunday and then listen on Thursday. It's like revisiting an old friend. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, Can I just say, by the way, out of interest, out of interest, uh, it got me thinking, you know, like Hondino said, like, you know, I've been listening since the early 035 stuff. And I was thinking, when did we do our first episode? Do you know how long ago that is? It was was June or July 2008, I seem to remember. It was June the 14th, 2008 was our very first episode. Seven years. Seven years. I was thinking about it. It's, It's almost coming up to 10 years of us doing this. I know that is when you think about that, that is crazy. Nuts. Nuts. I'm I'm kind of a bit, you know, when you're a bit blown. We've done 370 episodes altogether. So here's the question: Will we still be doing this in like 2035? And we're just like, I remember games. I don't like the new HoloLens. It hurts me. Yeah. I don't, you know, I kind of think I don't see why we wouldn't. I don't see why. <laughs> the only reason we'd stop doing this if Apple stopped podcasts, I think, is, <laughs> yeah. the, is the only reason. And even in then, like, there'd be people love podcasts. There's, there's, there's tons of podcasts have had this surge since sort of like, you know, this American Life and, and, and those sorts of podcasts and the story podcasts and the celebrities doing podcasts. There's, they're not really going away. It's just a different thing. It's just a radio. <gasps> It's a radio show whenever you like. It's great. Yeah. God. 2008, though. That is kind yep. of crazy. <laughs> Time Burglar has been listening for a couple of years now. First time on the Twitch. So thank you very much. Yeah, Time thank Berg. you. Hey, Time Burglar, are you related to Snot Burglar? Yeah. But where's the live video feed? We don't do video of ourselves. That is funny. Yeah. Nobody oh, wants God, to see no. that crap. No. No, we do, we do stuff that we're talking about, which we is boring. I, I sometimes... When you I play sometimes games, see Ginny now, like yeah, go on, go on, show show him your face, Ginny. Show here show I am now. Life. You can see here he is coming. It's all good fun. Oh God, it's so disgusting with this booger. Oh God, turn it off, man. Uh, you want to make me vomit? What's going nice on? Nice and long now, as you can see. <laughs> wow, look at that microphone, man. What is that like? Oh, you look all professional and shit. Thanks for doing Wow, it's like it's professional. What is going on with that hair? Have you got it in a fucking banana clip? No, I've got it in a, uh, like a band thing. Oh, there you go. I thought it was in a banana clip, man. What the hell is going I'm thinking, what is going on there? A little there? spit blocker thing. <laughs> this is fascinating Jesus for the people that... that uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 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 the chinese that person, that person who's... Um, 
<laughs> driving, going, I-, I wish I fucking turned up now. Go on, put your Alice band back in. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, good night, much love. Another show. Fraser asked me. Fraser said, "Chinny, can you do your old man impression about pounding noobs? Did I just do an old man impression?" No, you've done it before, though, haven't you? That that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what he wants. Go on, do oh, it for him. Oh, my person, pounding noobs. Um, okay. Okay, all right, I need to get into character. I need to get into character. Go, 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 go. I'm fucking just pound these noobs on Battlefield 7. It still doesn't work, though. Fuck you, EA. There you go. That's, there you go. Oh, actually, no, you did just did the old man, didn't you, when you're pretending us in 2035 or yeah. whatever. So you have done it. Yeah, you did. 2034, I don't think I'll be that old, will I? I don't know. How old will you be in 2035? No, you won't be that old. 2035? No. I don't know. It's only, <laughs> it's only 20 years from now. It's not that far, is it? It's not that It's only 20 years 20 off, years. so you won't be that old. I'll be, I'll be 50. 20 years off. I'll be 60, though. I'll be 60, I'll be won't 50. I? Yeah. 63, I'll be. Yeah. We could probably still be doing it there. Yeah, be fine. I'd be, like, I'd be a bit slower and shit, you know. But yeah, be I don't fine. get these games anymore. Sound clip for that. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I've turned to knitting. Knitting podcast now. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need buttons. I don't know. Imagine there probably won't even be any buttons in 2035. It'll just be like I just. Thanks to Marcus. Like the Mass Effect what? Uh, Hollow Tool. Yeah, you just blink, and that'll be fine. You know what I mean? Blink I left to like I have pizza. Um, what now? Yeah. Wow. Where did you get pizza you from? Pizza last um, night? Well, we had Dom- me and Tara had Domino's last night, so it's just leftovers. Oh, dried up pizza. Is it cold or hot? Have you warmed it? No, you know, you know, she's warmed it up. She's warmed it up. She's warmed it. Up. Look at that. Look at that. You're making me jealous now. I like pizza. Mm, pizza. Great. Anyway, I'd love to carry on chatting all evening long because we could probably do that. If I'm being honest, we oh, could I'm probably just get three off. stacks of papers done. I got one stack done, but you know what? One stack's better than no stacks. So, yeah, it's a, a time burglar says Duke's still on Skyrim. He's always kind of in the periphery. It's all, I'm never far away from Skyrim, but hopefully yeah. next week I'll have some very interesting stuff to say about Skyrim. Oh, I'm sure you will. Uh, uh, hope so. You'll have to change the sound bite. I'm reckoning. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 Stuart stopped whining about minor oh. stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Duke, stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, on that note, thank, again, thanks to everybody. Yes, thank you for listening. Because that is so cool. We've had so many people in tonight, and it's yeah. lovely to have more people. And I'd love to see that number get to 30. would be so cool, wouldn't it? We had, like, 30 live listeners. You can do it! Yeah, 18 is cool. You know, I'm so impressed that 18 people take you got two and a half hours. All right, yeah, or 20 don't, don't, have, don't cry about so, it. Yes, makes so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So we do need to get the hell out of here. So again, thanks again. And we'll see you next week at the same time, but for only possibly one more week. 
So the following week, we might be back at the uh, at the regular o'clock. time. So next week, and, it's Sunday at 7 again, right? Yeah, and we might have more listeners to you out going watching Top Gear. There you go, you see. Glad you so, yes, next week, still at, yeah, next week, still at 7, week after possibly back to 9, but I'll confirm that when I know more. And went on. So anyway, thanks again, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. See you.